0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's extra special episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast. A podcast where Ross forces us to watch a four-hour movie and then we talk about it. My name's David and you will not convince me that Rob Schneider is not playing Aquaman in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Look up, Sam, I want you to put in the show notes, I want to put a side-by-side comparison of Rob Schneider from 51st States and Rob Schneider from this movie.
1: And instead, Sam, can you just put a a side-by-side of Dave and, like, you know, the Bigfoot from Harry and the Hendersons?
2: (laughs) Yes, okay. Uh, Yeah, I'll do all of these things, which I uh, won't do. My name's Sam, and here's things you can do in four hours. Write two or three thousand words. Drive from Glasgow to Hull. Watch 20 episodes of Paw Patrol. (laughs) Climb Mount Snowden in Wales. Orbit the Earth in a spacecraft two and a half times. Or watch a rambling, overstuffed director's cut of a tired superhero franchise movie.
1: And I'm Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I think that says it all. I was, I was going to have this line from the movie. That's like what we usually do, but no, you guys just shitting on things. <laughs> my line was going to be, I'm Ross. And my superpower is, I'm poor. You know, using one of the lines from the movie, but you yeah, guys yeah. just fucking broke that would have that been
2: conduction. funny, Ross, if that's where we were I, I I actually cannot... I have no memory of that line for the movie because of the just sheer amount of lines in the movie that I had to remember. It's like, this is. It's a blink and you miss it. So, before we actually diverge even more, uh,
0: in case you've stumbled in here by accident, this week we watched the Schneider cut. Not the Rob Schneider Schneider cut, I'm told by experts. Uh, The lab (laughs) is still on it, though. Um, (laughs) The Schneider cut of the 2017 movie uh, Justice League, uh, which was a trash fire of a movie. Um, and the
1: theatrical release was
0: the 2017 movie, yeah, so I mean, let's get into talking about this because it's a bit of like a phenomenon movie, really. Like the fans wanted something <laughs> desperately
2: and then and then they got it. And uh d- d- you know, I'll be happy with that eventuality, and that's the question, isn't it? did they, did they get what they wanted? Um, it seems to be that they did. But, well I, I
1: have to say I, I was fairly happy with it But with the caveat That that's with the knowledge That I watched the theatrical release first So It's it's like you know When your expectations then are so low You know it's not hard To you know to meet and overcome them You know it's like oh wow So if you're expecting a 2 out of 10 And then you get a 5 out of 10 Wow well I'm satisfied Thank
2: you Snyder That's a more than 100% increase that's- <laughs>
0: It's They've doubled it. Good. Yeah, it's telling that um, I would rather watch this director's cut again, despite the fact it's twice as long as the theatrical, because the theatrical is that bad.
2: Uh, yeah, I would be in complete agreement there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, 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 I've not seen the theatrical. I did, I did attempt to try lucky. and watch it, but. <laughs> But I, I, you know, in my defence, I had watched four hours of fucking Justice League already, and another two on top of that seemed like a, a bit of a stretch for, yeah, for any I human being to achieve in one week. Um, never mind a couple of days. So I don't. I, I come into this as maybe the neutral factor of someone who doesn't really know anything about the DC universe. Um, You're going to beyond... leave here not really knowing anything about the DC no. universe. beyond, beyond the Noah movies, that's the kind of last time I think I engage with Batman, and then, I mean. This movie, phew, ash. I, I I basically had no idea what was happening a good eighty percent of the time, you know, until until mm-hmm. we actually sat down and the movie explained to me what was going on. Yeah, it definitely was a bit limited.
0: Um, so a bit of inside Hollywood before we jump into the the plot and and obviously like you know what's different about this movie than the two thousand seventeen release. Um, so Zack Schneider of uh, Watchmen and three hundred. Fame, he's also doing, he also did Batman vs. Superman, and I think he wrote the script for Wonder Woman or the story, mm-hmm. sorry, but he wasn't actually involved in the directing of it. It's a big DCU head um, of a director, and for personal reasons, he basically couldn't finish the film. So in 2017, they got Joss Wheaton, Wheaton which, god, that's a name you could say a month ago without feeling a bit <laughs> dirty. Um, <laughs> Joss Whedon was brought in to. I know you're referencing, but hold on. Sexual uh, predator. <laughs> sexual predator. Oh, God, another
1: one. Really? I didn't hear about this. Actually, was he was he more bully? I, I think
0: he's a bully. I think he's a, yeah. not necessarily like in a sexual way, but he's a bully, which is you know not as bad but still bad. Anyway,
1: has Robert Downey Jr. jumped to his defense?
0: I don't think so, Ross. But let's save that for the um, for the Joss Whedon hate cast. Right, uh, circle back <laughs> coming soon. Um, so Joss Whedon was brought in to like basically. Finish editing the movie together because it was a bit of um, a bit of a torturous production, I think. And Zack Schneider obviously had a had a had a vision, and you know the fact that he's released a four hour version of this movie tells you how much footage they shot. <laughs> um, so Joss Wheaton was brought in to basically like finish the film, and the studio said to him to make it funny. Now, if you've ever watched a Zack Schneider mm. film, like they're not funny. Like they are not. many many things. They aren't funny, you know, they're not like, this isn't the Marvel, this isn't the Avengers. I see Robert Downey Jr. in his goatee joking about being an alcoholic.
1: If I remember correctly as well, one of the main reasons that they said make it funny was because, and I'm picking these out of the air now, so forgive me if I'm not completely accurate, but Suicide Squad, uh, which is part of this universe and set in the same sort of... Extended Universe as uh, Justice League. I think that released in twenty sixteen and basically it didn't get a great reception. Um so with that, even though it was a different director, different writer, they were like, Well, Zach's gonna screw the pooch on this and like they've said they bring in Josh Whedon then as well. And I think it was the same year where Deadpool 2 released. I could be wrong there, but I think so, or Deadpool 1 maybe. And they're like, Oh, we need to make it funny funnier, funnier, funnier. And then what we got with the theatrical release was a lot of, um, in my opinion, I mean, a lot of the weight uh, of comedy fell on the worst character to put on, which was Batman. Batman isn't a funny character. He can be in funny situations, but he always plays it straight. And they had him like making these like light quips, and it was really easy to see. It felt like that, you know, you, you know, like that meme where it's like, oh, can I copy your homework? Yeah, sure. Just change it up a bit so it doesn't look like you know yeah. we copied.
0: Well. The reason they did it, Ross, is because I don't necessarily think that had Snyder not had this personal, like this personal thing going on and, and been able to complete it, I think maybe the the, the narrative would be very different. But he mm-hmm. was gone, and they were like, "Right, we need somebody to make this movie. Who do we know who can come and make a superhero movie? Uh, let's get the guy who did the Avengers." And like, you can kind yeah. of see the thought process there. Like, did you can he, totally oh, see oh, it. I see the logic. But well, at the same time, like you, you then co- at, co- come in and ask him to take a movie he's filmed by a director who, like, realistically, could not be further from what the sort of thing Joss Whedon makes. And you ask him to take that material and pound it into like that absolute yeah slue of a movie. This is, let-
2: this is a good example of the 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 power of the. Hollywood executive, is it? Because that's what it comes down to. They, Snyder mm-hmm. had a cut of the movie; mm-hmm. they weren't partic- they weren't happy with it. They didn't think it was right for whatever reasons, and that's a pretty common thing to have. Like that isn't unusual that a studio will come back and say, "Try again." <laughs> yeah. um, and it's and so it looks like Whedon was brought on while um, uh, Snyder was still involved, and he was expected to be reshooting the f- scenes that Whedon wrote. And those two, I think those two were working together. So rather than obviously Snyder left after the death of his daughter, which is horrible, um, he came in, and 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 that's Whedon came in before that point though. So there, already you've got this weird dynamic where you've this got mix. Whedon, Whedon coming in rewriting it. You have got Snyder, uh, you know, uh, uh, was going to be reshooting it. Then obviously the tragedy happened in his life. So there so already it's fractured already you've got this broken movie that doesn't isn't going to be fixed mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. thirty forty million dollars worth of reshoots, which is what end up being uh, it, it needed and just i'll let you both come in but just as a as an as another point, there is rumors that the studio wanted to publish this movie get this movie out in two thousand seventeen because of the eighteen t merger and they weren't sure that the, the the studio would survive that, and also because there were supposedly uh, bonuses tied up with delivering this movie in the financial year, and so these executives are like, "Well, I mean, yes, we could we could let this movie, you know, have a little bit more breathing room, but also we need to get paid." So that's rule number one, Sam. Come rain or shine, some Hollywood executives getting fat.
0: It's
2: yeah. it's and so all of the, all of these things combine into. A fucking messy, messy production. And again, I'm not seeing the movie, but I think it does show the the, the danger that this this film was going into before it even ramped. Mm-hmm. Never mind when we get to the Snyder Cup, which yeah. we'll talk about. In the well, minute.
0: the biggest problem with that for me is that like the DC Universe is, like I said, Snyder is, um, and I keep saying Schneider, now, I will try and stop. Snyder yeah, is like he's the main force behind the DCU, and. You know, you t- you, t- you take take a look at Batman versus Superman being the sort of the biggest introductory film. Oh, and of course, the Man of Man of Steel, which I haven't mentioned the mm. Superman movie, uh, then being the big introductions of like Superman and Batman, the big two biggest, baddest, you know, um, guys around, and that's all happening. And it's an edgier cut, and it's it's darker, and it's more gritty. And that's Snyder's thing is like, you know, I want to see broken noses, I want to see you know i want to see someone stabbed in the throat i want it, i want to see it he's a real guy for that and you've got that all happening at odds with like the the real high watermark of the Marvel cinematic universe at the same time which is bright it's flashy it's showy it's funny like and you have the dc universe which seems like a you know a control living under a bridge in comparison mm. i think maybe if like if they weren't both ha- happening at the same time I know that's a logical absurdity, but, you know, do you know what I mean? If there was a bit of distance between the two, we could maybe appreciate what Snyder was trying to do with some of these other movies and in this movie. But, you know, the Marvel comparison certainly doesn't help.
1: Absolutely. And I I think, and just to extend that a little bit, Dave, like you mentioned, you know, Batman vs Superman beforehand and then Man of Steel. I mean, this movie, it was supposed to be, you, you can sort of, you can just picture yourself, you know, like in that sort of exact boardroom, we, let's do you know DC uh, Avengers. You know we've got the Justice League. We're grittier. Which which true? I mean, like it's often said that you know sort of Marvel has the best heroes, but the DC uh, comics they have the best villains. They you have know, a lot you know, more
0: got- like various holocausts. <clears throat> there's a lot <clears throat> more like there's a lot of so- <laughs> grim stuff in the DC comics, and it's all so- like everyone's dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they wanted to set that up, like we want this, you know, it'll be an awesome payoff, which it could have been. I, I believe, you know, I'm a massive DC fan. I could, I believe, it could have been a massive payoff, but th- they wanted, you know, that 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 Marvel success without putting in the level of, you know, groundwork that Marvel put in then for Avengers. So for Avengers, before you had that, you had Iron Man one and two, Thor, you had um, God, Captain America. Um and I think and, and and obviously you know the the Hulk movies before that as well.
2: And then
0: well, <laughs>
1: one of those things up. is we're, not like the others. We, listen, we just did a four hour yeah. movie, we don't have time <laughs> to touch on that.
2: <laughs> well it does it does point to this the absolute genius of the MCU, like and how mm-hmm. how the long game that they play to get there. Yeah. And what even when even if an that?
1: origin movie is poor <laughs> even if an origin movie is poor, it sets the groundwork. Yes. You know that's there. Um, so you've got all that set up, and then you have the Avengers, you know, this blockbuster of the summer. Amazing. They wanted that, and essentially, I mean, if you if you talk technically about it, you had one set-up movie, and that was Superman. The following movie then, Batman vs. Superman, you're just saying, oh, this is Batman, by the way. And I can understand the logic, because everyone knows Batman at this stage. Everyone knows what's going on. So they're like, okay, and Batman doesn't like Superman for some reason. Okay, he's destroying the city. Batman, I don't think you've you know <laughs> people in glass houses. Batman, you know, um, so and then you have this and they fight and then Superman dies. Okay, and Sam, you were like saying, oh, Superman's dead because it carries on from the end of Batman vs Superman, and then like, okay, Superman's dead, and now blockbuster do it, and you're like, well, I think it's really unfair. You know what I mean? For, the, for uh, like, I'm I'm gonna defend Snyder a bit on this because I absolutely loved watching this. Yeah, it, it was long. It's a four hour fucking movie, but. You're trying to get in quality, character development, story, into the same movie where you have this, the the you know where they all join forces. And I so think that's can...
0: a really really excellent point, Ross. Um, because it is a shame we never got because there's the Wonder Woman Wonder Woman movie came out before of, co- of before course before Justice League. The Aquaman yeah. movie was after. Is that right?
1: Oh no! I, I think Aquaman movie was after uh, Justice after League. After Justice League, but God, so, it's terrible. It's so, so fucking bad. The The
0: Justice League, as it, <clears throat> as it is, you've got um, Batman, Superman who's dead, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the Flash, Barry Allen, and you've got uh, Cyborg, who Cyborg. is uh, Victor Stone, and mm-hmm. that's it. And like in this movie, but in the theatrical cut, like like you said, Ross, because because they didn't have the time or Actually, they didn't have the confidence Inclination. to... Inclination. And obviously, like you said, if there was an issue of they didn't think the studio would survive, then that maybe explains why they mm-hmm. thought we don't have time to make a Flash movie, we don't have time to make a Cyborg movie. We don't But have if that's time the case, make a Aquaman Batman movie. movie.
1: If that's the case, make a Batman movie. People will go and see that. I, mean, I know,
0: about, I know, Ross, I, I know. I, yeah, but yeah. what I'm Sorry, saying on, is that you go into the movie and in the theatrical version, like, <clears> honestly, the character introduction is like... This is cyborg. He's a cyborg. Like that's
1: it. That's mm. all you get. Well, it's ha- like... Have you have you seen Suicide Squad? I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Sam, just for your benefit, and Dave, I'll le- I'll let you get back to your point in a second. But just for Sam, th- the character introduction in Suicide Squad, Sam, it was literally here's Harley Quinn, and then on the screen you have these um, uh, I-, I can't remember, but post product production effects where it's like you know it's like a case file, like Harley, you know, name Harley Quinn, age, blah blah blah, height, blah blah blah. That's how they introduce each of the characters. A little clip. Oh, Carly Quinn's been caught by Batman. Now she's in jail. And back to the movie. Yeah. This is Deadshot, played by Will Smith. Name, occupation. Oh, he's a badass assassin. Okay, cool. Now back to the movie. It was literally... Each introduction was maybe 30 seconds. And that's how you, like, you're like you establishing these characters. It was fucking insane. Sorry, Dave. Mm-hmm. Continue.
0: But what it means is that you just like... For the theatrical version, you're kind of left with like, a real Kobayashi Maru of a situation where... Like, there's just no way that you have the time in two hours. Star Trek. <laughs> I know. I'm glad you knew Well first,
2: done, you, Ross. Oh Thank my you. God. I really, really, really
0: trying to catch you out there. Um, you <laughs> I should
1: have been like, oh yeah, Kobayashi. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but you have this situation where, like, any director, you know, name a director who, and they couldn't do this. You have two hours. You've got to release a theatrical movie. You've got, you've sort of introduced maybe maybe three of your characters you can reliably kind of rely on people to recognize aquaman like as a Mm -hmm. name but cyborg and the flash like you're 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 trying to introduce three new main characters in this movie and then also have some sort of satisfying plot involving these people that's a big ask in a superhero movie and like there was just no way it was ever going to work so like so I think the studio knew that at a certain point, and that's why they just dumped it out as it was.
2: You know, you know what you need. You need your Kevin Feige, don't you? You know, he was—he's the MCU guy in in Marvel Studios. You need that creative vision um, combined with the executive level decision making. You like, need to that's be owned by Disney because
0: then you have all the money in the world. Yeah but, yeah, but
2: but I mean, Warner Brothers has got enough money. Like they can they can do this, and, and and I think and I think what what I also found interesting is that when you look at some of the movies that came out after this, Aquaman, two thousand eighteen, oh, Rob
1: Schneider in,
2: yeah, one, and Wonder Woman as well.
1: Rob Schneider is, is an Atlantean.
2: They they both directors of those of those movies um, have said that they basically don't. Consider the Joss Whedon 2017 cut of Justice League to be canon, and wow. they will work. And they worked with Snyder, even though he wasn't um, involved, you know, a, anymore in in the. Because I think you're the right, DCU. Sam. Snyder is the guy with the vision in the DCU. Exactly, but he doesn't have the same pull that Kevin Feige. No, because um, it's not has. his job title, and that's yeah. the problem. And and, and and I just I think that is the fact that they were basically just like just not they were, they they were making a movie based on a film that yet had not that had not been released yet. <laughs> uh, sorry, the canon, if you, if sorry, excuse me. So Wonder Woman was was the canon was based on a movie that hadn't been released. You know, they were just saying we're not even going to touch the weed and stuff. Uh, I just think is it comes to an a, a, an incredible level of institutional failure, like that Warner Brothers allowed this to ever get to this point. I mean, it's, I, I think it's extraordinary. It's an amazing story of I'd love to see the documentary (laughs) and like make a list of things that could have gone wrong. It all happened. Yes, yes, is what happened. Yeah, Joss Whedon happened and we get Justice League and all this other stuff. Like the whole thing is just a mess. It's a total Mm -hmm. mess. And I'd say that this that mess is also reflected in this movie where Snyder's having to repair a lot of the damage to the point of creating pretty incoherent filmmaking. Yeah,
0: like I said off the top, at the same time, Snyder is not Scorsese, he's not, you know, Feige, he's not, he is not, I don't think, as capable. Or rather, I think he's very capable, I think he's very good at what he's trying to do. Again, uh, but I, have to I think you here. need somebody, some directors work the best alone with, like, all the remit in the world, and some directors, they need, they need somebody to say, listen, Zach, maybe let's cut... This 45 minute Amazonians running across grass scene because honestly, it's the first 45 minutes of the movie, and you don't get anything about the plot. Like, you need somebody oh to say, Zach, now I know you like it, I know you really, really love this scene, I know you really, really fucking love
2: like a 300 style fight scene with swords and spears, but get Ooh. it out of here. But it comes to, again. It comes to that failure of, of of executives because because as much as as much as like they get shit on Hollywood execs, generally they know what they're doing. Like they, they know how to sell a movie. They know how to make money from films, and ultimately that's for them the objective. But the fact that they the fact that they didn't figure this out when Snyder was still involved in the original production, and it took. The campaign, obviously, you know, the, the tragedy of Snyder's is, is, is a separate thing, but it took the campaign of revival, it took all of this, it took another $70 million to reshoot and to reaffect this movie, like this Snyder Cut cost $70 million, which is a crazy amount of money. The fact that it took all this to get to a point where we've got a really long, bloated, boring movie, arguably...
0: Like that is, is again. it's just, Ross it's a, visibly holding in comments. Yeah.
2: Well, let's let's get let's get into it then. And I think we're are we going to try and tackle this in 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 the parts roughly? Is that the way we want to do this? I think uh, that's a good way to structure it.
0: Yes, possibly. Just before we do before we do <coughs> talk about the movie as a whole, I just want to briefly touch on Watchmen um, while we're talking about Zack Snyder, because I think that is an example of a movie where he does a really good job at introducing you to all of these superheroes that you've never met before or heard of and then having an adventure with them. I think that is a good example of the sort of thing he was trying to do in this movie. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Watchmen. I have. I love it. Yeah, but like do you know what I mean, Ross? Like that's not, you know, that's not Superman and Batman. It's kind of like a knock- yeah. not a knockoff, but it's a knockoff superhero but- universe, but he manages to introduce these characters and tell you who they are and then have a plot involving them that's, you know, there are problems with that film as well, but that is satisfying. Mm.
1: But I, th- I think I, I, that's a very good point, Dave. I think some of the co- parts of the comparison are a little unfair based because I, I don't know much about Watchmen, but I imagine like this was written by... Uh, was it written by Snyder or, so- or someone else, basically? What I mean is, like was this movie like the original there's source less, of these There's characters? less
0: baggage, and yes, it's much more based on it. It's a much shorter comic book run. But what I mean is Mm -hmm. that, like, as a director, he obviously like is capable of bringing these elements together. And a lot of the things in this movie that don't work for me are, you know, he uses the same things in Watchmen, and they do work. So I think there is a version of this film that is both less than four hours long and coherent and good. It
2: was. It was. It was. was, The screenplay was Chris Terrario, who who also um, did Batman vs Superman. And, nice and Man of Steel. So he's he's you know, they've worked together quite a lot, I think, Snyder and him.
1: I just want to respond to your point as well, Dave, because I think it's it's a little unfair when you say saying okay, there's a version of this movie that, you know, could have been like more than two hours but less than four hours. And I think in that in that version is where you're I'm Ross Griffith have... and
0: I don't believe in three hour movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Three is a fictional number. Look it up or four <laughs> yeah. Wake up, sheeple. Um no, but even I th- I th- numbers only. <laughs> I think it's just slightly unfair because in that w- world where we have that that decent balance, it's the same world where we get the origin movies for Cyborg, for Flash, where we're not having to establish these characters and then have them come all together and then have them fall apart and then come again and again. Oh, no, at the totally end no, totally,
0: Ross. I, I you, you are right. I'm just I'm just using Watchmen as like a yeah. as like mm-hmm. an example of how you would if you had to you would approach this and in, in that yeah. give. All yeah. the characters get like a fairly like workman-like introduction, but you get enough, you know, across the board. Let's... Whereas in the theatrical of this, you got loads and loads of Batman stuff, loads of Superman stuff,
2: and very little of anyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's get into the the into it. part one, which I think I'm we're going to title as the boring opening. Now I'm I'm going to come in here. So again, I've not seen t- 2017 much. I'm to, Sam Jordan. I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about.
0: Right
2: <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> however, however, th- this this is this is not this is not good filmmaking. I, I I just from a fundamental point of like what give the audience what they need to know, right? And then slowly help them build upon that knowledge. Like that is that is especially for uh, 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 a a law rich movie that requires quite a lot of knowledge about who people are what's happening all of these things like this is this is your basic stuff is give the audience what they need to know and let them build upon that knowledge because you know what an audience figuring things out as they go feels pretty good like it feels good to be able to go oh i see like i have these moments of little dopamine rushes where i i, I put the the puzzle pieces together and and i'm aware of the things that are happening around me in front of this you know and the opening, uh, literally hour of this movie, I just think is total trash. Total, total trash.
0: It's it's the point where because um, Ross Ross has suggested we watch this, and um, we were very against not doing something from the nineties, but we did it anyway. Um, I think you'd watch about an hour and a half, Sam, and I watched forty minutes, and we were like, bail, bail. <laughs> <laughs> and Ross managed to talk uh, us and- back into watching it. But like, if you're having a four hour movie, you really, really need to catch me in the first hour. Because like I,
1: I was caught, I was caught. I was loving it, loving it.
0: Ross, no, there is, so no, there is a it? lot, there is a lot to like about this movie, and there's a lot to like, especially in comparison to the theatrical release. However, this first hour is boring as fuck.
2: And, and again, from my perspective, not really knowing what the fuck's going on, straight away Superman's dead. You're like, all right. I mean, you know, maybe you could have warmed me up a little bit before you just smack me in the face with such a monumentous part of the movie. And yes, I should have watched the other. But imagine, <laughs> imagine for a second that not everyone who goes to movies is a is a total nerd who has seen Boo. every single Boo. <laughs> who has seen every single fucking webisode of the of the DCU or whatever you know it's just the whole the whole thing pitches to me as like just a just just poor fundamental storytelling now the problem with my argument right the problem is that nerds like you Ross will say yeah but it's but it's a four hour cut it's the director's cut version it's supposed to be like this because it's for the nerds and you're like yeah I know right I get it however <laughs> shut up Ross <laughs> but <laughs> but but it's just I just think you also need to like you also need to uh direct your movie in a way that people can just turn up and enjoy it. it can be enjoyed as a discrete thing and that is what i think the um mcu have done pretty well pretty much all of those movies can be enjoyed largely as discrete pieces of media right without having to really know all of the backstory behind it because they they give you enough and help you build on your knowledge at 40 minutes of Of these different races and people, and oh, it's Aquaman time, and now it's the but you know the Amazonians. You don't
0: even get. There's a nice moment in this, and this is where the movie turned for me, where uh, Wonder Woman is telling a story, basically, and we have a flashback to the battle with the with you know the Greek gods and things. That happens after like an hour and twenty minutes, but before that, we already have like the Amazonian bit is the biggest like. What the fuck are we even doing? I
1: will admit that scene does run a bit long for it's me. It's not...
0: It's not... Yeah, exactly, <clears what's> Ross. <throat> it's not what's happening. It's the fact that it's, like, literally 35 minutes of none of the Justice League appear on the screen. We're literally watching the Queen of the Amazons, who apparently somebody was like, that's my favourite character in the entire of DC universe. <laughs> like, we're watching the Queen of the Amazons basically, like, get the ship kicked out of her, but not be killed somehow. Across this, and it's a very good looking shot, but it's so inconsequential because it, honestly, it has no bearing on the rest of the film. The Atlantean version is about three minutes long, that scene where you get the box there, and like that's mm. all you needed from this Amazon thing, and straight away your movie is down to like three hours, 20 minutes.
1: I will say as well, the one thing that really annoyed me uh, this just focusing on the Amazonian uh, scenes bit. And it was following that the where. The giant women! <coughs> it was following that where, you know, there was. Then the fo- petite women! And then the giant women again! <laughs> Can we get these out of our system, guys? <laughs>
2: no, no. This is going to be all. This is going to be just hours of this. I mean, Four giving, hours Like
1: in a eulogy at Dave's funeral. Sam's like, oh, and the Amazon's. Sam, not, no, no, <laughs> come on, this is inappropriate. <laughs> And that's right, Dave, we're killing you off first. Um, the mind
2: is ready, but the body is weak.
1: <laughs> but it was, it was that scene following the the, the, the massive chase scene... ...where they're going to fire this arrow from where they are... ...into Greece, you know, into one of the temples. And I remember the setup of that scene took like five minutes... ...where they're carrying the arrow in like a massive cascade... ...and I'm like, number one, there's no need for the audience to see this. It's like, okay, the fire and the arrow, cool. That could have been a, a minute, Max. Number two, even in the universe... Surely someone's like, why? It's just, their are arrows. Why are we carrying it in the casket? Just bring it. We're only firing one. We don't need the box. We're only firing one. Boo, done. All right, guys, let's so call again, it a day. Again, Go Ross, on.
0: it's the indulgence of this movie where Zack yeah. Snyder is is obviously really into like the the ancient Greek kind of, do you know what I mean, like the aesthetic. He's really, really into mm-hmm. the look of the Amazons. Yeah, and I'm and sure yeah, you, could say, you could say like, you know,
1: yeah, you could say you know, nerds like Sam will say, "Oh, but it's the director's cut; it's got to be that long."
2: <laughs> yeah, but like the other thing, the other thing, and the and the opening of this is 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 just another example of like,
1: are we still on part one?
2: Oh, we're still on part one. Okay, we're still okay. we're still on part one. By the way, part it's, one is
1: called "Don't Count on It."
2: Yeah, <laughs> don't count um, on getting out of this without being bored as fuck. <laughs> yeah it's it's also give you give the audience like enough time to understand what they've been shown and process it a bit because we move from i mean the whole thing with the arrow and whatever whatever, and then we're underwater again and then we go back to 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 what batman's doing and like the whole thing it just it just doesn't feel like it's got this coherent point that you're trying to get to at the end and that's and that's what you want if you're going to have a prologue in your movie which is effectively what this is it is a it's a prologue and it Feels like a prologue. Mm. You don't get any. You don't get any time to go. Okay, right. That's this is this is the direction we travel. This is the point where we can have a, an act break. We can have something just to say. Okay, take a breath now. You know we're gonna we're gonna consider what's happened, and the film never does that. A bit like in um, Lord of the Rings, where you've got those scenes. Uh, you you'll have a, a talky library scene, and then you'll just get like you know a couple minutes of aerial shots of New Zealand, and it'll all feel. You'll go, ah, oh, right, okay, and you know things gel together, and it just this it doesn't it doesn't do that, and it kind of reminds me of um, the rumors that this was supposed to be some kind of uh, four part, six part series or whatever, as oh. a, you know, as a as a TV series, and that I think would would be much more effective because <laughs> then you'd be at a. Physically take a break and say, right, we're going to stop here. We're not going to just barrel into the next scene where you don't know where who these people are and what's going on. And again, I haven't watched, I don't know the DCU very well, so maybe that's just a symptom of that. But I think I just I'm not the biggest
0: like comic book guy, but I have read a few like DC Universe, um, some of their you know like bigger storylines, like where you know there's um, there's a big one about um, Aquaman having a war with somebody. And that there's quite a lot of Atlantean stuff. Big story it? that um, it's, he, it's him and one of the other superheroes basically destroy the world and like Wonder conquer Woman. different parts of it. Wonder Woman, yeah. So yeah. I think that's where like the Amazonian and like Atlantean thing comes mm-hmm. from. So in the comic books, like those races are like a big, you know, looming thing, and obviously that's why we get it in this movie. But considering how little like impact they have on. What I refer to as the good part of this movie, which kind of begins when Wonder Woman has her like story time library scene, and you know runs until the end of the movie. I think there's a lot of good stuff in there, and like there is the bones of a really decent like superhero movie there. Mm-hmm. But all this stuff that happens before that is kind of like, what are we doing? Who is this for? What is this telling me that I wouldn't have otherwise gleaned from like when Wonder Woman sits us down and tells us, literally tells us the story of what we've already seen.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I actually didn't know about those rumours you mentioned, Sam, that it was going to be like a six-part series because while you were talking, I was thinking as well, it had this version been the theatrical cut, you could nearly make that portion, you know, that part one, and have a, that as sort of like a part of like, you know, the marketing campaign where you release that on streaming platforms or, you know, you release it, you know, sort of like on, on the company's YouTube channel just so that people who, A... Aren't that well versed can have a little bit of a catch up and B it's a cool sort of snippet into the movie like oh yeah yes I remember that happening oh okay oh what does that mean you know what I mean and so then the theatrical what could have been the theatrical release could pick up right where that leaves off obviously with some editing and stuff but um, it's interesting as well because I didn't know that was gonna it there were I didn't know about the rumors about it being like a five to six part series
2: and it and if we and if we move along a little bit to um is it Victor, the the, the robot Cyborg. dude? Yeah, Victor Sloan, <laughs>
0: the robot dude.
2: The robot dude. Robot so dude. there's there's a good example of where maybe that would be a discrete episode. Like, and and just to talk about some things I do I I, I did like, and maybe we're uh, skipping it's ahead a bit. You aren't. You're skipping.
0: This guy scores in his <laughs> yeah. first scene. You're, you're, honestly, you're, what, what a
2: play. Where's that defensive line? Well, can you remember how long that was? Was that about an hour and a half into the movie? I think it was. <laughs> was, it? Like, was that an hour
0: and a half long? Yeah, about that. Yeah, all the slow motion. Because
2: because it was it was. I think it was the point when we were texting. that so I was like, oh, I don't. I mean, front for me as well. I don't know what I can say about this film. I can barely remember any of it. Like, never mind the actual. But it was the point where I was like, oh, NFL, cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> being an American football fan was my interest was slightly peaked, and then he like manages to run past like six guys all tackling things and that's not realistic but at least at least i was brought up from the the book learning of of the other parts of the movie where i have to say we
1: we we we, we are skipping a part here guys we are are
0: you're the you're the 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 international wizard of nerdery on this episode so we'll switch back later but you're the guy who's going to keep us on 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 the course you're going to keep us moving in a lydia fashion so what have we missed
1: On. so uh, what you're talking about I think is part 3 beloved mother beloved son where you get into Cyborg. so we now move on to part 2 the age of heroes and I think this is the part where you were referencing Dave where basically Wonder Woman starts telling us about how everything got set up That's I right, fucking
0: love a library scene I love these <laughs> Greek gods I think, do you know what it is? it's so I, incidental, yeah. it's so like these characters, you know, we know they're the Greek gods but they barely get names but somebody sat down and like plotted out this battle scene mm-hmm. and plotted out like the CGI to make these guys have powers, and you've got Zeus throwing lightning bolts, and he looks badass. He does and got look like badass. And you've got like, and it's it's a real three hundred moment, as well. yeah. But mm. it's really cool. It's really well shot. It's really Lord of the Ringsy. It's like, and I was like, this is what I'm here for. Like, yes, I want more of that. But then we move mm. on from that, and that's fine. But like, that scene tells you everything you need to know about these mother boxes, which I don't think we've mentioned as such. Stupid no. as fuck, but I'm sure it's from the comic book, so don't come at me. The, the
1: mother box is what helps you basically terraform the world for yeah. you know for Darkseid's minions. There you go. Moving it's
2: on. a McGuffin
0: box.
1: Um, <laughs> There's no. But we, we flash don't. back,
0: don't we, to this like this this Greek god battle, which is kind of like the the last time they came. We sent them packing because we had you know all these Greek gods like who we, we had got the now. Humans, we had the uh, Atlanteans. We, we had the Amazons. Billionaire who dresses like a bat. Is he? Any? Is any good? Is that gonna?
1: Listen, I will not tolerate any shit talking about Batman, okay? I oh, don't care no, who's playing it. Not
2: I unless, not unless
0: Ross, you're stood ever so slightly to the side and behind him because he won't be able to see you because
1: he can't tell you. <laughs>
2: can, can, we, can we save a conversation about Batman? Can we do it yes. now oh, at some point? Because, yeah, yeah, we're not going to yeah.
1: do it right now because we're, right. we're going to circle back. But, so yeah, yeah this part, um, the, the scene was absolutely fantastic and I think it's important to know as well. Number one, the difference between this and, the, again, the theatrical release. And number two, how much more info you get from it. So, first of all, the difference is, I don't know if you picked up on this, Dave, but and, the, and this is one that's But the fact common. that this
0: isn't in the theatrical at all, or any of the things they tell you at all. Well, it
1: it is, but like the, the 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 chunks of information are vastly different. So, first of all, um, and this is a common theme throughout the whole movie, Dark side isn't in it. Like, he is not there. And for those of you listening but not familiar with it, Darkseid is like the big bad of the DC universe. He's he Thanos, but he's De- not purple. God damn it, Dave. I'm literally about to say it. Yes, he's Thanos, but not purple. Thank you, Dave. But he's a lot more menacing than Thanos, in my opinion. So, yeah, so he's, he's a lot more menacing than Thanos, in my opinion. So, he is completely wiped from this movie apart from one obscure um line which is basically after they get the second mother box and they're searching for the third and one of the demons says oh for victory and then another the guy says for dark side that's the only time dark side is referenced in this movie whatsoever so <clears throat> In this fight scene, then in, uh, in the theatrical release, you had Steppenwolf, but in this, uh, in Snyder's cut, it was Darkseid they were fighting against. And it was a lot younger um, and similar to what the, the theatrical release they managed to, like Dave said, repel them back, sent them packing essentially. And so it explains a bit better then when Steppenwolf comes into the fold, why he's doing what he is, why he's looking for these mother boxes. They actually give him, later in the movie, they give him. You know motivation, uh, you know a bit of character, and I think as well, Steppenwolf in this version looks so much cooler. Um, and by cooler, I mean like alien. Like um, his, well, hands... his band had
0: three three hit songs in the seventies. right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> his armor was a lot cooler, and like I don't know if you guys saw this, but like his hands, he had like you know the, the three you know the index, middle, and or the ring finger like like humans, but his thumb and his like what would have been his pinky was like way up on his wrist. Um, it's a cool, of like, like cool a... bit
0: of character design and like a nice mm. bit of practi- nice nice bit of CGI as well. I would agree, Ross. Mm, yes. I think he looks <clears throat> a bit gaudy for my taste. If I was you know in the market for a supervillain, but like ultimately, I think visually, like everything's firing on all cylinders.
2: The problem is his characterization for me. It's like, <laughs> like what's the theatrical what,
0: what, rock, Sam? At least he has characterization in this. Possibly, yeah.
2: possibly, but, but again, like it just he is he is. He is the big bad in the most like obvious way. <laughs> Do you know I mean? It's just the, 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 it doesn't it doesn't strike me as a character that has particular depth beyond he's the bad guy. You know, and he's not even the bad guy because there's another one mm. who's more. Bad but than I, he is. again, what and there's get-
1: going to be something I'm going to you know be repeating throughout this episode. Again, that's what you get when you have to set up the stakes. And and have them pay off all in the same movie again. If you compare it to Marvel, which you know we we are doing, you know there's clips and references all throughout the origin movies that allude to a bigger threat. You know um, well, the biggest, like,
0: even, the best example is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Ron, exactly. you've got Ronin, who's the big bad in that movie, but then you also meet Thanos. You know who Thanos is. You know he's exactly. Like, he's yeah. his boss, and I. I think they do a good enough job in this of having Steppenwolf be like, he's a lieutenant of this big evil like warlord and he wants to impress his boss and get a promotion basically. You know, wants to get out of that cubicle. Uh, so he wants to destroy this planet because that's what they do. I mean again, don't look too much on that. It's very comic booky and everything, but like ultimately I think what you get is enough for you to understand not only why he's doing the things he's doing, but like how he has to do them. Which yeah. again, Sam just for some context, like in the theatrical version, like they they might only even say Steppenwolf two or three times. Like you get no conversations with him and anyone else. You don't really understand, understand what he's doing or why. It's like for some reason just
2: totally absent. Yeah, yeah, I know. And 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 that's you know maybe it is it comes down to that comparison to the theatrical, which I, I think a lot of this movie does require you to kind of sin that. And so maybe the context is missing a little bit. Mm. Um, I want to talk about the mother boxes though, because I don't know if that is a thing from the DCU or it if is. they talk about these. If they talk about these in the previous movies beforehand, because well, the, th- the Infinity Stones, yeah. like, again, here's your MacGuffin device. Like they talk about Infinity Stones quite a lot, even in ways that we didn't even know what they were. Yeah, um, I, I think in uh, Guardians we have reference to them, don't we, before. So. Go on, Ross.
1: So, in, in, as far as my understanding uh, permits, in, in the comics, um, essentially the mother boxes um, are, you know, they sort of serve a couple of purposes. One is uh, they have, a, like, a secondary purpose where if they're tampered with, they cause these massive explosions. So, basically, um, you know, to make sure people can't, you know, mess about with them. The I think the primary sort of use for them is, as well is they act as, like, um, portable sort of uh, portal devices, so basically, um, so Darkseid gets his, par- gets his Parademons to basically invade a world covertly. And essentially they plant these Mother Boxes. So when he launches his Grand Assault, he's basically able to, you know, invade from multiple points um, all at the same time. So, you know, and overwhelm them essentially to basically take over the planet, terraform it, and then basically... So that's the Spawn Beacons. Good to know. The what? Sorry? Spawn Beacons. Um, yes if you will um, so essentially um, uh, yeah that's the mother boxes so, but in the movie of course the mother boxes are there to somehow they, they terraform the world themselves um, which fair enough there's a reference to comic stuff I, I, it didn't bother me I that think, much to be honest
0: I think maybe we see a mother box in Wonder Woman um, or when, when because the wonder, first Wonder Woman film takes place on like the island of the Amazons mostly for well, like certainly the first bit so I think we do see like the the mother box temple there's a reference to it like you said Sam it's kind of uh-huh. similar to infinity stones it's baked in this is what they were trying to do in the theatrical version especially like, oh that we want these boxes because we want these boxes and that's kind of all we get yeah <laughs> Again, exactly like really baked down I do love by the way and I'm gonna make this joke but um, we have the flashback in the in this section where we see the Atlanteans and the Amazons and the humans they defeat these alien forces. And they each take a box to to hide or protect. Amazons, (laughs) build a massive shrine. Protect it. We want to build this complex system where we knock pillars out and the whole place collapses and traps whoever's in. Yeah, yeah, really cool. This will be safe as fuck. The Atlanteans, we're going to move to the bottom of the ocean and we're going to build a big temple and we're going to guard it with loads of people and magic and all that. Yeah, humans, uh, stick a hole. Five, six feet should do it. Yeah, yeah, let's stick a hole. In them woods? Yeah, that'll do. Perfect.
1: That's lunch. (laughs) That's lunch.
0: (laughs) And actually, actually, that seems to have been the better idea because that's the last one he finds. That's the lost one.
2: Yeah. Nobody would be so stupid as just to dig it in a hole, would they? (laughs) The funniest Hmm? thing is... I mean, actually... The
0: funniest thing is is how small the hole is. I know.
2: Honestly, we bury
0: people further (laughs) down than they bury this box.
2: (laughs) It's like someone, someone, someone moves onto that land and starts, you know, like putting the foundations down for a house. They're gonna come across that within minutes. Like it's yeah. not gonna last very long.
1: So, part three, uh, uh, sorry, part two, rather. Um, I think. From the sounds of things, we all enjoyed it. Sam wanted more information, but somehow simultaneously less information. Um, but other than that, that's not what I'm I saying. Te- I know. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, other than that, though, I was still fight, bored at this point. Fight, I have fight, to say, still bored. Still bored. Can you see, it, Suze? Oh, the last thing. Fucking Green Lantern. So, like in the theatrical release, you literally get a clip of Green Green Lantern. Oh, the and, original um,
0: Green Lantern as well. Really cool scene. If yeah, you Know yeah, a little yeah. bit about like the Green Lantern in the comic books. Um, and he him get killed, and the ring floats away, and it's a really like nice. Again, let's mm. not address the Ryan Reynolds atrocity, but Green Lantern's a quite a cool character, and it's like again the law is really. And that shot, it 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 gives mm. you loads, but without I'm sure Sam you even noticing.
2: No idea is <laughs> exactly it? until you said so, no idea. And that, that is competent thing, movie making. Can you hear that noise? Can you hear it? Can you hear the whooshing <laughs> over my head? Exactly because it's <laughs> there for the <laughs> But you but aren't you like, yeah. oh,
0: I wonder what that alien thing's about. Like, and it's no, good.
1: I th- I think this is the one thing, one of the few things that the theatrical release may have gotten right, only because maybe Snyder put it in there. But also, you know, you see it in this cut, and that is, like Dave mentioned, you know, the, the fucking hot garbage fire that was the Green Lantern movie starring Ryan Reynolds. Um, and so obviously, you know, the, people were given that that IP a wide berth, and this is a way to gently reintroduce. That uh, that character and that, and that IP into it too gentle, <laughs> yeah, too gentle. But um, it, yeah, it made, like, oh, it, it made me excited for that, um, and you actually see more of it in the, in Snyder's cut, where basically, like Dave said, you know, uh, Darkseid actually kills the Green Lantern, and basically, you see the ring floating up. Now, the thing about Green Lantern's ring is it basically attracts itself to whoever has the strongest willpower. And you see it, like, floating in front of Darkseid. Ryan Reynolds.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so you see it floating in front of Darkseid, and he smirks a little bit, and you can tell he's about to grab it until Zeus flings a flipping thunderbolt at him. So, loved seeing Green Lantern in it. It was brilliant. That scene as a whole, just loved seeing it. Like, the mass of gods as well. Um, Again, one... like, a very a very well
0: shot... Like, you know, yeah, I say shot. Well CGI'd and well-designed... One,
1: one issue I took though is you had one box go to the Atlanteans yep yeah, fair enough deep under sea octopus has got it yep yeah, fine
0: under the sea
1: one one box goes to the Amazonians okay put it in a stone thing with pillars and all cool sweet and then one box goes um humans sorry what what do these guys do again not, not Nine the Greek gods. To the mortal men. Yeah. Not the guy. Ten
2: to the dwarves. Not
1: the guy who can fire lightning from his hands. You don't want to give it to him, maybe for safekeeping. That was my only issue. Uh, but again, on.
0: Ross, the humans did the best job
1: because this is the one they couldn't find. That's true. It was the la- it was the final one they got. Yeah.
2: And nobody turned into a ring race. That's always a good <laughs> sign. Well done, yes. mortal men. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Um. So, so then I we thought- get So can we talk about part three now? Well that's what because i gonna say. I've
1: got nothing else to say on that. Moving on to part yeah. three.
2: Yeah, so this is the point where I woke up and <laughs> after what you know is an hour it? and a half of 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 like you know, law bill I just again, I just I just so dull and I c I couldn't I just I don't know, I don't it doesn't connect me at all. But this is the point where I'm actually like, Wow, look, human beings I know them, I can understand what they think. Don't you lie, Sam? You don't understand them at all. <laughs> so we get we get the introduction of victor at this point i think um and this is a character i'd I'd never heard of before but i i thought this was this was a nice little mini episode back to that idea of this being like a a, you know four or five discrete um little little shorts i thought this was really good this was really interesting and it, it was and it was like good setup and payoff you had you had the, the development of the relationship between the mum and the, the dad who wasn't there. And then we see how that ends up you know, the reason he's not there is because he's working away and he uses that work to rebuild his son into this like horrific Iron Man thing. Um and, and I think it's 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 like you you're building the squad, obviously, everyone's coming together to, to, to become the Justice I'm putting League.
1: together a team, you son of a bitch. I'm in.
2: Yes, With Samuel Samuel so
0: Jackson? Where you need when you need him?
2: You yeah, know? yeah. There, there, there's all there's all this build up and and I think I think that it's it's good in that you, you you get lots of you get lots of lots of opportunity to see what's happening before, and we get to the point. But I do think that we needed to maybe get to this a little bit sooner. And I don't know what's in the theatrical, but I do feel <laughs> like get to the money. You know, like give us give us the bit where we not where that we, Sam.
1: You don't see that at all
2: in the theatrical so you version. See, you meet cyborg
0: and you know he has has the box essentially and you get one kind of like flashback like image of his torso on the wall that we see in this movie and that's all we get
1: you don't even like, get that they... you're thinking of batman versus superman you don't get that in this in is that the is theatrical... that in batman
0: versus superman that's just my god yeah well then you, you get, get nothing you know, to... extraordinary he's just there he's different. like oh it's a robot guy he's a robot
2: great <laughs> Accept it. Whereas his 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 backstory and his like, his uh, his his emotional arc throughout the movie. <laughs> I love my dad, but I don't. <laughs> well, it's, no, no well, it's right. more it, like you
1: yeah. know being you know ad- still identifying as humans. I'm I? I'm being flippant. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, but but his 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 emotional arc from. You know, like his dad, he doesn't. His dad's not there. His, his dad's not there at his sports game, which is super cliche, like on a knife edge cliche. This like kid is
0: crying in the car on the way home. he's I I mean, just
2: not there for me. He's like fucking. That's the what. Kid that's what hook.
0: steroids will do to your kids.
2: Yeah. So, but so his 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 art from that to, like, he's turned into this freak and he can barely walk and everything. To I'm going to give people money because I'm a good guy. You know, he gives he he puts the. The, the money in the woman's account. All of this is is quite interesting. And when you compare that to some of the stuff we've had before, which is much more about the law, much more about the, the the bigger picture, actually getting some like human emotional stories was like a breath of fresh air. And, and that's when I really started to re-engage a bit with the movie and think, okay, mm-hmm. let's keep going. And then we get to see, obviously at the end, a nice little uh another kind of you know tying the knot in this story in this guy's story about his dad and all that stuff so i thought this was a really interesting character i'd like to see like more of him you know compared to maybe some of the other characters we've seen
1: Yep.
0: well i mean the um, other one obviously is um is it Ezra Miller who plays uh, the flash
1: ezra miller yeah
2: ezra
0: miller ezra. sorry um who's kind of like he's a weird it's we- the flash is kind of a weird one because I don't know if either of you guys saw the TV show. No. Um, nope. Or are familiar with the character, but like.
1: I'm familiar with the character, but I'm. But this I is know a TV really TV fun
0: is. kind of like tweaky.
1: Dave just like, asked a question and answered himself.
0: Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you said you hadn't seen it. Um, <laughs> this is Go a on. really like tweaky, like, you know, definitely on the spectrum like performance, mm. and I, I, I really like it because again like this guy comes across as a human being where you know batman for reasons of being batman does not come across as a human being and superman because he isn't a human being does not come across as a human being like the characters you care about in this film are amy adams who plays uh, lois lane we haven't mentioned we've seen a lot of her crying uh, up until this point in this movie Um, cyborg and and the flash are kind of the characters you're like oh i'm really interested in what their story is and i really want to see that pay off
1: you know? Well, you say that. I mean, I in this particular universe, and I'll get I'll get back to the flash in a second. But just when you said, "Oh, I want to see more of this," I actually wanted to see. After seeing Batman versus Superman, I actually wanted to see a Batman movie, purely because there's so much lore in the background. Like there was one bit where Batman Ben Affleck is in his bat suit minus the cowl, and he's walking past. You know, like Batman has these display cases of you know, you know the the superhero costumes and stuff, and there was one Robin costume with basically spray-painted, you know, ha-ha-ha on it, you know, jokes on you, and basically, like, there was a load of, like, fan theories that, you know, obviously, because in some of the comics, Joker kills one of the Robins. And so you see so much of this stuff, you know, you see Riddler question marks throughout, as graffiti throughout the city. This is all Batman versus Superman, but seeing all of that, I'm like, I really want to, you know, see <laughs> this gritty Batman origin story now. But anyway, moving back to Flash... Um, I agree, Dave. I quite liked, you know, this this sort of like, you know, twitchy kid, and I like the idea that sort of like, you know, Bruce Wayne is helping Barry Allen
2: realised how to be a hero. Again, I liked the human being of in, 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 in this <laughs> in the Flash performance. I think it's a great performance. Actually, he does it really well of like being able to, uh, you know, be 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 annoying, but not so annoying that you don't want. He's charmingly turn, annoying,
1: isn't he? Because yes, he annoys exactly. the character sort of on screen, but you you quite like him. You know
2: what I mean? You're, you're, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, um, this is and where so, like him, him. Sorry, just him being impressed by by Batman, by Batman. him instantly joining the the, yeah. the Justice League. Like because because it's so often, so often in um, superhero movies, a bit like zombie movies it's as like, well. I like, work alone. In a, in a, in, no, but in a zombie movie, no, no one's ever heard of the zombie. <laughs> like, no one knows what a zombie <laughs> yeah. is. Whereas in and, and in a lot of superhero movies, no one knows. Uh, no one's heard of the superheroes. Everyone's just like, oh yeah, there's these guys. And whereas this guy reads comic books and he knows about Batman. He knows about all these things. Well, that like he, he, wants he reads because... the news. <laughs> yeah, but 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 in but he's a nerd. He, yeah. he reads comic books and if, <laughs> like, and then there's like there's the law there that he's aware of. Whereas in a lot, a lot of time, people aren't. It's all very serious, and he brings a nice little bit of levity, and also I think a cool little origin story with him um, saving the girl. This would be episode three um, of the Zack Snyder uh, uh, series mini where we, we, series. We, yeah, we get to have this this opening. You've one division. And you've and Justice League. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's yeah, the glad. best.
0: I think the best use and the most acceptable use of slow motion, which, like. Honestly, is this hour two? Is this film two hours and a half?
1: If you cut out all the
0: slow motion to make it regular <laughs>
1: speed. Well, I'm, I'm glad you guys mentioned that scene because I made special note of it. Because I, have either of you guys seen like X Men uh, Origins, like First Class, or anything like that? I've seen.
0: Yes, I've seen all of them actually, even okay. Apocalypse. Then, S- no, Dark Phoenix, the last one. Oh, I know.
1: So Sam, you'll be somewhat familiar with the character Quicksilver from us doing WandaVision. Um, he's the speedster. So there's these scenes in the movies where he basically is uh, saving these students from an explosion in the school. And he grabs them, you know, he sort of like braces their neck and then like runs at top speed. And basically, and then stops them. And basically, I was thinking, because you're all seeing, you, we're all seeing this in slow motion. You know what I mean? At, uh, perceiving it at the same rate he does. And all I'm thinking is, as he's saving student after student, I'm like... As soon as, like, you know, time speeds up again, their necks are snapping faster (laughs) than twigs. But, and what I like. Because he, like,
0: takes their head, doesn't he? And in theory, no time has passed, and he just turns it 90 degrees. And you're like, if that happened that quickly, you are right, Roth. Like, necks are snapping all over the place.
1: Well, your brain is literally scrambled, literally scrambled inside your skull. But what I liked about the Flashes scene is that he is so. Gentle, do you know what I mean? Like you know, guiding her down, and basic, and he's doing it what he perceives to be in a very slow and deliberate movement to make sure that she doesn't have any impact. And I, it's a really odd thing to be like, yes, well done. I noticed that, and I am thankful Mm. for it. But yeah, I really enjoyed
2: it. It's
0: a fun scene. This truck
1: driver, though, my God.
2: (laughs) Cheeseburger looked good. I'll tell you that. It's like twenty minutes of him scrambling on the floor. <laughs> I I had an issue with this. Looking as well. for this fucking burger. I had an issue
1: with this, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but <clears throat> in New York. Well, there's the thing in in Gotham City, which is you know the DC Gotham. version uh, of it's, New York. It's,
0: uh, it's it's actually Central City.
2: Somebody got fired for that blunder. No, it is it's, Central it's, City. It's, in the no, film. it's
1: got it's your blunder. Oh shit! You're right, Gotham. Uh, oh, South, I am so. right. I'm
0: right. I am right. Yeah.
2: Who cares? Ooh, move ooh. move on. on. Who cares?
1: Anyway. Move on. But like the logistics, is a truck driver is driving. You know, through city. Where's he gonna pull in for drive through? Right. And if he didn't pull in for drive through, he bought the food, got into his truck, started driving. <laughs> what? Are we and, and then,
2: then started... Move on from this. Listen, <laughs> man. If he's late about? with
0: his pickup or delivery, that pickup or collection, like he's. He's getting fined, you know? He's like, oh, John, I'm sorry, you're we can't nit- pay you today because you were four hours late with these orphans' meals or whatever he's delivering.
2: Part Your four. Your picking is where did this guy get a burger? Are we actually doing this? For fuck's no, sake. Ross I'm, I'm is not, right, though. Not... This burger looks fresh. This burger has just mm. been cooked.
0: I've never I mean, had a food. Burger. this
2: good. Like, I'm having an aneurysm <laughs> to talk about this burger for a single second longer. What do you think, right. think he had on I the burger I will force now? an aneurysm. On camera, you can like deal with it like a double
0: cheese to me, Ross, but, oh, um,
2: man, I thought it was tasty. Looking. Like yeah, the, yeah. the 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 the. So the flash, the flash, <laughs> the flash does things. Flash, 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 flash. Uh you I like, I like, just a bit more on the flash because I, I do, I did like. I thought he was actually probably the most like influential character in in the rest of the movie for me. There's mm. points where he is the one that saves the day. You know, he's he's he he pushes the sword. back up to wonder woman which is cool and again like a nice little thing the way he just does it with his fingertips yes and i actually think the cinematography sorry so i'm just going to
1: say so i think that part is uh that that takes place in part four and i i just want to make another because there's something else i want to circle back to that in that yeah
2: we'll come back to that but the 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 cinematography of the way they do that scene and generally the scenes with um with i think it's really good because he's he's almost like i mean i did feel for the actor a little bit who it didn't look like he was slowed down that much. It did look like he was just, you know, like, going in slow motion. <laughs> like, he happened to do the actions really slow, yeah. left really slowly, and all of it, you know, must have been quite interesting to do. Well, and imagine
1: if it's was you- a Sam, what if you did have to run at top speed every time? Okay, Barry, and if you can just sprint down that way again, <sighs> tick 50. <Yeah. laughs>
2: okay, Barry, if you could just run at the speed of light. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I are mean, they like throwing up from running so much? I mean,
2: we do know that Barry is the character and not the <laughs> Ross. You haven't been out for the the years. When it's on set he's always Barry. <laughs> Sorry, go on, son. But just, just I thought again, it's like here's a human being that I can understand yeah. and connect to. Not these, not these um, chiselled, fucking Adonis characters of, of very you know Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, like, they, 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 who who just live in this different world. I reckon. It's like, I oh, reckon Ben Affleck's hiding a pot belly under these. Under this Batsuit. I have to talk... We'll, we'll come back to Batman. Let's let's talk Batman next. So, yeah, Flash good. Victor good. This was, for me, the best part of the movie. Like, all of the actual action and stuff is just... Really it's it's important to know
1: but. as well that F- Flash is a lot more useful in, in the Snyder Cut. Like, in the theatrical release, again, this is just for Sam's benefit. During that scene, Sam, that you're describing, at the beginning... You just the, Batman just has Flash just get the hostages out you know one by one, so essentially, basically you know th- that's him out of the way until that bit with the sword touching. So he doesn't fight the parademons like he does in the Snyder Cut running. He's very much, you know, the, the cleaner get these guys. They out don't of have here.
0: time. They don't have time in mm. the theatrical mm-hmm. to like do anything. So they have to. What they decide to do is they want loads of Ben Affleck broodingly looking over the screen. They want loads of Wonder Woman's thighs. And that's kind of all we get in the theatrical cut. We don't get a lot of cyborg yeah. fighting either, um, and because they, because they're kind of like they're trying to do a certain thing. Whereas in this movie, because four hours is a long bastard time, you've got the space <clears throat> to like right. Fuck it, let's just have it all.
2: You know. Yeah. So can I ask then? Is the, is the scene in the sewers? Is, is that is that part four? Th-
1: that'll be going into part four. Yeah.
2: Right. So should we talk about part four then? Because. Um. I thought this was pretty good. Like again, a moment of 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 like combat that's easy to understand. Like, you know, whereas uh, but the stuff before is so grand and so big, and it's all just like happening on the context of this wider stuff that's going on in the movie. It's I felt a little bit lost, a little bit hard to understand who was fighting who and for what reason. Whereas here, that guy has a you know that guy's a bad guy. There's all these flying creatures. And then you get to see almost like a a, a, a a kind of carnival of the superheroes having their own moment to fight and you know yeah. and I thought that's pretty that's pretty cool but Batman though it, We're it, it Batman begins though. it begins the thing of Batman for me in this movie is like boy does this guy just you know he doesn't really have a lot to contribute <laughs> to, yeah. to, to the action yeah. because I like it. I like parts of just it. Just let me finish, Dave. Let me finish. Just last sentence. Because all the other ones <laughs> have got superpowers, right? And and they make a, they make a joke about it. And he says, you know, what's your superpower? He says, I'm really rich. That's cool. But like Batman is fighting thugs. That's what he's he's there for. Like in the comics and whatever, he's fighting thugs, and he's and he's he's fighting them at the human level. When he's going up against what is close to literal gods, it does become a little bit funny, like. Here's Batman. He's oh, look, he's got his batarang, or he's got his grappling hook, and then and you think, And yeah, Wonder Woman's got like a sword of whatever. Flash has got literal fucking light speed. He's a robot. <laughs> oh, what the fuck are you? <laughs> what are you
1: doing, Batman? I couldn't agree more, Sam. And it's it's. I really don't like saying either, but I think you know, in some ways, Batman was underutilized because. In the comics, you know, he is the master tactician, you know, he's, he's got like a really, you know, he's, he's got like a genius level IQ, so he's the guy who can basically know what the enemies are going to do and be able to counter it because he knows what moves he's going to make, you know, like chess. And basically, yeah, you're absolutely right, like he takes on, he's able to do put a beat down on some street thugs. yes, but he's going to have to fight a lot smarter against these gods, essentially, and I...
0: We kind of get some of that in Batman vs. Superman, don't we? Where he kind of like has to figure out how to fight Superman. Literal God, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Um, yeah. Sorry, Ross on.
1: No, and I, I was just going to say, I think he's so. It, both. Uh, yeah, he's he's underutilized now. Like, where we could have had Batman become. be so much more effective and impactful. Rather than just fucking, you know, trading blows with, with an alien, you know? Um, I mean, there's I one part.
0: We don't get loads of him trading blows with aliens. Sorry, Ross, finish, and then when you're done, will you tell me so that I can say what I would like to
2: say, please? Right, guys. Right. He doesn't. He, he doesn't punch anyone, right? He doesn't. He's he's not going to punch Stephen Wolf because. What would that achieve? No, no. I'm I'm talking about the
1: minions. So, like, you know, like
2: the minions. So that's what he gets. That's that's what that's what Batman, the fucking hero of the DC universe, is left to. He's left to the minions. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No, Dave, you can go on there.
0: What I was going to say was, you do get a a a facet of Batman is like you said, Ross. He's a master tactician. He is the world's greatest detective, like Mm. Batman is like a noir private eye. Is kind of like his whole thing, you know? Like he's trawling around his grimy city full of mobsters, beating up mobsters and extracting information from them and then to beat up more mobsters. Whereas, like I said, in this movie, the stakes are different. It's kind of like he should have been played by a man 20 years older because we don't even get a lot of Batman stood up in this movie. We get a lot of Batman, like, (laughs) sat flying something or sat behind something. And I don't know if it's part of, like... And this is a genuine question. I don't know if it, like the behind the scenes is that the suit was really badly made or what, but like in Batman versus Superman, which I get I know isn't what we're talking about, but you get like quite a lot more of an active Bruce Wayne whereas in this movie mm. you get Ben Affleck kind of like walking around in suits, like getting out of bed having nightmares, Alfred makes him a cup of tea. Like he drives the car at the end. You do get some nice shots of him like with this with this like alien rifle. Like shooting um, the people on the cannon placements. Like there is stuff for Batman to do, but also I would kind of like Batman to throw a punch, or maybe jump over a wall, or maybe just do like a little bit of back like back parkour. Maybe. What about turn his head? What about turn his head? <laughs> what you remember, this you mask remembering... is worse than the mask in ni- in
2: the eighty nine Batman. Do you remember the Dark Knight? Do you remember the Dark Knight? Yeah, well, they and, addressed um, it. They addressed He says, it. Alfred. He goes, Alfred. I need to be. To, I need to be able to turn my head. Yeah, because he can't, and and that's what the, in, in Batman Begins, Nolan movie, he's like, he, you know, it's so awkward. He like turns his entire body just to look, mm. you know, left or right slightly across the road. Whereas they address that, and in this, they just seem to have forgotten all that. He does look very, very cool. I'll give you mm. that. He looks like, he looks like the the you know the Dark Knight comics. He's got that real the muscular build and the the dark a, a well, that's, bat on his chest. That's what's going to
1: looks great. That's what I was going to say because uh, before we started recording I was telling you guys about uh the, you know the animated movies The Dark Knight Returns which is based on the comics The Dark Knight Returns and for Batman vs Superman that's where the uh, the influence for the costume came from a lot of it was from those comics where you had the massive bat symbol um and even then in those comics well where basically Bruce Wayne Batman puts on the mechanized bat suit and basically goes toe-to-toe with Superman, which, again, you see in Batman vs. Superman. And then you see a derivative of that costume. So, I, like, for me, knowing those comics, I know where the influence of this costume came from, but a lot of it, and I get, you know, we want our superheroes to look buff, but in the parts of the costume, he just looked like he had pillows stuffed down his legs, or, you know... Because I, he I, did. And, but But, again, like, I feel like, you know, and you guys aren't saying it, but I feel like Ben Affleck has gotten, like, a really bad rap because of this... And I feel bad for the guy because I thought he does. He was an excellent Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and just I you don't agree. get enough. You don't get enough Batman movie time to really
2: see what he does as Batman. Sorry, Sam. Dave, you you said that you wanted to see more of like old Batman. You know, and I think Bruce. I I think that Affleck as Bruce Wayne is great, mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted him to be like doing what Alfred's doing. I thought that would be much more interesting if 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 Alfred get rid of Alfred and have him be. Talking like being right mentored to another Batman now. Or you know, do this and almost being like the ops guy who's the guy who's in the chair like, from the background because I think mean that you, you, Batman would then get a role and and then and then just the comical stuff later on of like they, they don't even bother having him try and fight Superman. I kind of want, <laughs> yeah. I know you're <laughs> you want him to fight he's...
0: Superman, but I kind of want him to like, do you know what I mean? I want him to have that instinct to like grab one of these parademons and stuff punching him and it not to work and then yeah. that to be like well fuck what have i got then and i kind of want that like that look to come across his face i want that scene where he tries to have a fist fight and he's like oh these israelians they'll fucking kill me and yeah. like you see it in his face and then you see him be more tactical you see him hang back you see him driving the car and the gadgets and the you know the flat the, the the gunship and stuff and you just don't get it
1: Yeah, there there was one part in the sort of animated Justice League movie where, like what you're describing, Dave, Batman he's able to you know take on some of the parademons, but obviously they're they're a lot more powerful than he is. So instead of like going trading blows, he's actually using his explosives and stuff to dispatch them. And later on, seeing then Green Lantern, you know, Darkseid comes, the big bad Green Lantern goes to take a swing at him, and with one. Move basically. Darkseid grabs Green Lantern's arm and snaps it. So Batman, all, who knows? Okay, I'm not going against that guy. So there's a bit then where all the Justice League is fighting Darkseid, and Batman just does this flip and like basically glues his utility belt to his chest. And like a massive explosion. She's so like, "That's what Batman does. He doesn't. He doesn't go toe yeah. to toe. He's like, okay, he's
0: clever. You yes, know? and yeah. like, and I think this this Batman character, I think is much better served in. Batman vs Superman which is not a not a great movie but like at least we get to see Batman doing the things that Batman's good at and I kind of mm-hmm. wish we had gotten a standalone Batman movie with Ben yeah. Affleck because That's, I I do think yes, he's okay. Yes, yes. I I wish they would sort this costume out. This is really poor mm. costume design. Yeah. That he can't Can, move his fucking
1: head. On the last thing of Batman I just want to say that it is a lot better than what we got in the theatrical release. And Dave. I, I spoke to you this, about this before. Like when I first came out. And one of the main uh, gripes I had was. And this, again. This is where you can see. You know. The the comparisons with the Marvel Universe. Where they have. Trying to have these superheroes. You know. Making these smart quips back and forth. And as for a lot of the these lines. They were having Batman. You know. Like uh, spew out. The, the, the witty sort of lines. And. Like you know, the 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 most prominent one that came to mind was in the scene where Super they resurrect Superman, which is upcoming now in part five, and basically necromancy. Superman basically you know dispatches the rest of the Justice League, sees Batman, the guy who killed him essentially, and basically lifts him. So in the theatrical release, Superman says, to "Batman, do you bleed?" Which is a callback to Batman vs Superman, and then he you know he throws him against a car. Then Lois and they all, Lois comes and Superman and Lois fly away. And then, whilst writhing on the ground in agony, Batman, to no one, says out loud, oh, yeah, something's definitely bleeding now. You're like, Batman doesn't do that. Batman he doesn't do all the quickie effort- one-liners. Yeah, he's no, not, not Spider-Man. Exactly. Batman puts all his effort into making people think he's not human, that he's something else. He's stoic. He's, you know, almost silent. He speaks when it's only required to.
2: Yeah. Let- let's-, let's talk about Superman then, because... Uh... This gets into the next part, I think, part five, and we get to see oh, Superman. All the king's horses. Here he comes. All here the it king's is. It's
0: Superman. Abdominal muscles. My fucking
2: <laughs> oh. god. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We'll come, we'll get to that because that's pretty grotesque. But here it is. <laughs> let's 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 talk about Superman, the killer of all tension. There is no more tension in this movie because yeah. Superman has arrived. It's always been the biggest problem I have with Superman is that there is. He can't die. He has almost no vulnerability other than kryptonite, which they they just cart out in a little wagon. Me me me, me. Here comes the kryptonite. <laughs> just like throw it like <laughs> a stone. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's kryptonite time. So we'll just get bring out the kryptonite man. Here he comes, and, and, and then that's the end of you know until some. I don't know, that's a different debate.
0: He's a narrative black hole is what he is, because yes. you
2: basically need to spend
0: all of your time writing. I am gazumping you, Sam, and I don't care. Uh, you spend all of your time writing, basically writing a way to make it conceivable that God is fallible.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. But what we do get here is an actual practical use for the mother box. Like, I, I, I did appreciate this. As, as a point of, up to this point, these mother boxes seem pretty, like mug in boxes and that's all they're gonna really give us you know you're like oh okay cool like, all right i mean these these are the these are the symbols of all power and if you bring them together then they will be the most powerful and there's some undefined power that there that sits beyond but we but we do get to see that victor stone's dad used the mother box like an idiot by the way to rebuild his son you know like oh what could go wrong what could possibly go wrong dude if, if, I... if you
0: are engaging in necromancy take a step back and think am i really engaging in necromancy
1: is that what i'm doing on this tuesday <laughs> am I afternoon the dead? guys hmm. uh, uh, let, let me just say this if i am head and half a torso and you have the chance to fucking resurrect me do it don't go <laughs> oh do we have the right to play god fucking do it
2: Ross, Ross, if, if, if I'm if hanging that, if, your
0: head and torso on a wall while I figure something living. out, I am already think I'm God. Are you joking? It's not <laughs> just, lying in a hospital just, bed. It's a torso and a head and half an arm hanging on a
2: wall. Ross, we would have been instrumental in in, in, in that happening to you. <laughs> what makes you think we would possibly be trying to reverse it? What's capable of reversing it? I'm just
1: picturing David, like, you know, my fucking corpse on the wall rotting. <laughs> Dave there in a lab coat writing on a chalkboard in his own shit, <laughs> 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 thinking he's writing like mathematical equations. Oh, and it's the smell! Gibberish. I
0: can, I can, I can taste the smell.
2: Attempt four hundred and twelve, no effect. <laughs> I slapped yeah. him on both sides of the face, resulting <laughs> conclusive. Back to the drawing board. But so we do, we do get to see a practical use of the model box. We get to see a nice little bit of. Like background story about how Stone was um, was uh, you know brought back to life necromancy. Uh, it is. I did. Uh, although again, again, we get to the point where they've got an interesting idea, and then they just they just push it a little bit too far by saying by describing them as like as like change machines. I think is the word that the words yeah. that they use. Yeah. And you are like, mm, so <laughs> go on, and they never go on. They never they never really explain it if beyond. He-
1: if it. aliens helps,
2: or um, magic or you don't really get or any what? of nano
0: in, in, in the theatrical <laughs> version like <clears throat> basically you have a scene where they're like oh we're gonna use this box to resurrect him and everyone's like yeah cool that sounds good and like they don't even <laughs> pretend that it's a conversation that they need to have like it's say well yeah. we're gonna use this mother box and the Kryptonian ship from the last film you all saw the last film and then we're gonna go and we're gonna resurrect this guy
2: and like and they do it and that's it but you do have to question, like you know, again, Lord of the Rings is a good because I think the the, the epic scale of this does kind of translate a bit. Like, there's a foundation of magic in 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 these uh, other other series. Like, there's there's like an understanding of these are the rules, and I don't think, for, well, I didn't understand the rules. Basically, and I think that's maybe my lack of uh, <laughs> knowledge around this, but also, you know, maybe explain the rules to me a little bit. Like, <laughs> we've got all this talk of magic boxes and whatever else, but what what does that do other than this floating concept of I will be the most powerful being in the galaxy? Well, you could you could doesn't...
0: have you could have a moment here where you like you you have them go like, well, what if he comes back wrong? Like he does. Like, what if he comes back and and He's evil, or what if he comes back and he rightly wants to kill Batman because Batman killed him? What if he comes back and he's like, "Oh, you fucking little human people who cow before me! I am God, and I will destroy yeah. all on, of you." Go on.
1: Well, see, the, the, I'm glad you brought this up because you're, and you're fucking right. But <laughs> they sort of allude to this a little bit um, in that scene where basically you know where Flash has to run up and touch the you know from the from the. Power he conducts or generates from running super super fast, and he has to touch the mother box just as it lands in the the necromancy goo. And what you see there is he's just at, at first, yeah. That <laughs> sorry, was a lot of we words. We just that sentence you just said. I'm sorry to stop
0: you, Ross. But...
2: I mean the necromancy goo. Yeah,
0: He's got to. He's got a He's got a, he's got a what, build up a you charge.
1: Want, you want and he's the chemical the fucking box. symbol for it? It's NNG.
2: Necromancy goo MG. which Wikipedia <laughs> describes it as amniotic fluid which I don't oh, know if that's, that's worse even or better
0: creepier <laughs>
2: um so j-
1: just as he's about you know he runs up and you see that it actually reaches the water, the 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 amniotic fluid necromancy goo before Amniotic fluid's worse <laughs> you're right
2: the goo I'll go
1: back to necromancy goo and it manages to touch the <laughs> necromancy goo before flash reaches it and then you see a quick cut of things so, you know, you see Darkseid and you see this sort of Omega Beans burning from his eyes. You see Superman basically holding Batman's cowl. Now, I will explain that when we get into part six. Okay?
2: Please do, because I... When we get into
1: part six, Alex, because I was, I was on the edge of my seat at that point. And Dave, you're absolutely right. And I think this movie is actually saying that you're absolutely right. So let's put a pin in that and let's continue with part five, which is essentially they've resurrected Superman. Uh, he has a little fight with the Justice League. Lois is there. The two of them fly off together. And now they're basically like, right, whether Superman shows up or not, we've got to stop Steppenwolf, who now has the three mother boxes. He's got the jackpot. He's going to win I mean? another golden record. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so then they're off to
2: fly to what seems to be uh, you know, Chernobyl. Go, Sam. But before we do that, before we do that, let's just take a moment to <clears throat> step back and talk about Henry Cavill's grotesque, grotesque physique. He looks like some kind of he looks he looks grotesque. He looks like I don't know what he looks like. He looks like something like just it's just the lumps. It's just the lumps. Like the, Muscles. the shoulder. That's lump. what you're
1: describing, So. Muscles,
2: I know, I know what they are, Ross. I know what they are, and we can have. Yes, I'm not the most muscular person in the world. Let's make that joke. He is audience, something... he looks exactly like Henry Cavill. There's, some, <laughs> he there's like something twig. about the way he looks, which I just it just was a bit like, oh, geez, just, fucking, just don't avert your eyes. I kind of get what you from, mean, Sam. Like, we from we the used, freakish.
0: We used to like the chiseled, kind of like Arnie physique from the 1980s ni- mm. and the 90s, like the. You know, smooth. the oil, smooth, like, <laughs> muscular look. The Mr. Universe look. But the Henry Cavill look is kind of like... It's a steroidy look. It's a, like... It's a, I'm going to fucking rip someone's face off just because, like, he can. And that's obviously what they're going for. But, like, it's kind of scary to look at. And I only pre- can only presume that he wasn't allowed to eat, to eat or ingest fluid for, like, a whole day before this. And that he worked out before this shot because... Mm. like that's your money shot right there that's why you get Henry Cavill I was Dave's really money shot it really did
2: cement my it really did cement my heterosexuality in a way that
1: no <laughs> it rocks my so cool, but okay it it's cemented <laughs> I was water. like no
2: definitely definitely I'm straight that's fine that's fine <laughs> I uh, <laughs> well, I'm happy for you I went the other way I was like am I <laughs> Um, uh, exactly, I'm like, do
0: what am I into Henry Cavill? Yeah. Do I like dudes?
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe less, maybe just just less of that, just a little bit. When we, we can, we can possibly talk. Um, Lois Lane, uh, Amy Adams, Amy Adams, Amy Adams, I, Amy Adams is fucking great, isn't she? She's, I think she may be my favorite actress. She's definitely in top there in in, in terms of actors generally. Mm. The well, um, she was in the
1: Fighter, remember? wasn't She and we we absolutely you know lauded her there brilliant.
2: as well. She does have an extraordinary little, little amount of things to do in this though you know and i don't i don't know she was, the difference with,
1: she was in, the, with, in yeah. the sorry sam she was in the theatrical release a bit more um for some reason um there the, was a scene where basically because you have the scene where superman's mom and amy adams in the snyder cut are speaking away and the next thing it turns out that uh superman's mom martha kent isn't martha kent it's actually martian manhunter which we'll we'll come back to um but actually in the theatrical release there was no cutaway where it revealed to be martian manhunter so you have to assume it was superman's mom so they had a heart to heart and basically but in in this in the theatrical release as well she was already back at work you know she wasn't still at home um but she was on like you know like light i think they called it puff pieces you know talking about Dog parks and shit like that. does she do
0: some kind of investigating? Is there not some like thing? She's actually doing something at work. It's like
1: I can't are you d- which which cut are you talking about? If theatrical or the, the
0: theatrical? Sorry, Cause she doesn't like said, No, she, do she, much she is initial. she
1: is back at work in the theatrical, but she's doing very um, light talk. She's doing very light talk. Um, you know, like on like I mentioned, like dog parks and stuff like that. There, and basically, it's that talk similar to what we got in the center cut, except instead of her telling her to go back to work in the theatrical release it was martha kent telling her to you know go for the higher hitting pieces you know we all miss clark
0: you're better um, yeah
2: yeah um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so it's <clears throat> there's just there's a there's a role here for lois lane and obviously that's rescuing her man <laughs> From everyone else, couldn't achieve this and Lois Can had to do it. Can I just say because I have a
0: very very quick point because I'm not sure anyone's actually said it. That maybe part of the reason Ross is that Snyder was very clear on he removed any scene that Whedon shot. Oh, so the, nothing, nothing in this Snyder cut was shot by Joss Whedon. So if Whedon shot it and Snyder couldn't reshoot it, it's not in it.
1: Oh, so I misunderstood. So we're not only using like old recorded footage, but there's also newly recorded footage for this.
2: Yeah, yeah, they they did reshoots. Um,
1: what well, even with Affleck and some, Cavill and all?
2: Not a lot, but some. Wow. Yeah. It was most. It was mostly rehashing, I think. But, but I mean, he would have had. Yeah, he would have had a, a few elements in there. Um, That's a because Cal, you, Cavill and I think Affleck are done with it now, aren't they? Like you know, after this movie, they're like they're done with the fucking DCU. Yeah, I'm not sure if it included the main the main cast, you know, in that way. Yeah, it would uh, okay. have been a lot of,
0: like, the, the sort of, like, I would say, um, like, landscape shots we get. But we don't get a lot of them, but a lot of the you know, stuff we don't get. It's anyway, Sam, nice. cool. yeah.
2: Well, just just that I think Lois Lane is, a, is obviously, uh, and maybe this is for the Superman movies rather than necessarily this movie, but I just, it, it, she she's a wee bit underutilised, mm. I think. Largely because, again, like the scale of the movie is is like we're at galactic levels, you know, where, where it's it's it's, it's superheroes doing incredible, monumentous, titanic things. And then, you know, Lois Lane and Batman as well. Any any kind of anyone who's vaguely mortal. And a human. <laughs> a little bit lost. In this movie, in the...
0: Lois Lane, she gets coffee for that security guard. Uh, she makes a cup of tea for her mother-in-law. And then she passes oh a shirt.
1: Is Lois Lane the tea lady in this? Movie? Yes, she is reduced to
0: like Jesus. sexist stereotypes. She brings tea. To, she brings hot drinks to men, and she passes some shirts. And that's oh. kind of all she does in this movie.
2: Jesus Christ, it's so. I mean, you're not even exaggerating. It. You're. Really? Li- exactly. Literally, that's
0: it. Ouch! Ouch! Okay,
1: Ouch! Okay.
2: Unfortunately, so- there
0: is some. There is some. Uh, female representation, which we haven't really mentioned loads. Um, obviously, Wonder Woman, um, who I think we've only mentioned in
2: passing because we're all sexist men. <laughs> but well, I, I think probably because like the, the bit at the start, we get to see her like introduction, saving the kids, which is murdering nine people in brutal cold blood, and then winking at a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I
0: had an yeah, issue with
1: that scene. Yeah. I didn't know Wonder Woman's thing was super speed because I'm thinking if it is we've got we've now got the flash and superman and now we have got wonder woman all through at super speed but she doesn't utilize that any well, any other point in the movie
2: she's kind of like the golden ticket isn't she for the for the rest of the of the squad and like when we get to the next i guess the start of part i don't know which one we're on five. 6 we're 7 on 12 five. 196 <laughs> 1412 I we're, we're now now we're on part 2000 of this film and we get to see like the kind of culmination, I suppose, or or no, the preparation to the final battle, really, yeah. isn't it? Um, and we get to see a little bit more of Wonder Woman at this point. And I do, I do think that she's um, like she's a really, I think it's a good, a really good performance, actually. Like this is a weird character. This is a character that has had a lot of uh, like probably difficulty being, you know, like pulled into the from from this very male dominated like manly men doing manly men things and you do have you do have a a a female character who is like actually quite interesting has a good backstory is really is is kind of like there isn't that vulnerable thing with her which i like she's as kick-ass as the rest of them and Mm. there isn't that moment of like oh she's been hurt because she's a woman and there's you know how is she going to deal with this it all kind of relatively keeps her on the same level um, I again not sure where she sits in the theatrical cut, but I think her role in this is pretty instrumental all the way through the movie. She's the thread, in a, in a way, much more than Batman, who, as we've discussed, is kind of not doing well, much. She's part of the problem, fighting Sam, the bad guys. Her and Batman
0: are kind of sharing this
2: like this Nick Fury role.
0: Yeah, of assembling like, like, the team. Yeah, that because they're sharing it, like it's not satisfying for either of them. But I think it maybe would have been a better for Wonder Woman to be doing that. And to her to be like the, you know, with the best will in the world. Like, if you want someone to go go recruiting, you send Wonder Woman. You don't send Batman. You know. Yeah. If you need someone beating up for information, you send Batman.
1: If you need someone <laughs> talking around and joining you, you send Wonder Woman. I mean, there was a great bit as well. This was in the re- really uh, the theatrical and and also the Snyder Cut, I think, where basically Batman is going off to sacrifice himself for some reason. Like you know, he's trying to distract the enemies away it's from the It's a very tower. Batman thing to do. Yeah. But no, I mean, no one's going to think oh, Batman.
2: Batman, please don't. You don't. We don't need you to do that. No, but please, Bruce, just come back. Just please stop doing that and come back. <laughs> we God need damn, you he's here. Doing it again. God,
1: okay, now we've got to save Batman, the only human. Anyway, <laughs>
0: Batman, and, they've just again, run out of cheeseburgers. Please, it's Batman okay. do not you the guy need who to needs to be saved. You don't
1: need to save Batman. Anyway, <laughs> um, and so that, But there is a great bit where basically it, it's it's looking, You know, like it's curtains for Batman. Like he's about to be. You know, over overwhelmed and essentially, but Wonder Woman Wonder Woman, and the rest of the Justice League are supposed to be storming the tower but they don't, they actually turn back, you know, and at Wonder Woman's sort of order basically, you know, they help Batman out and they, they, they all go toward charge towards it then, and I thought that was a really sort of cool moment where basically Wonder Woman is leading this team and basically, yeah, this is the plan, but you're like no, that's not the plan anymore, we're not going to leave anyone behind, save Batman Batman shouldn't be saved, but anyway, they save Batman and then basically, you know, and, and then they storm the tower together
0: yeah, she mm-hmm. does have a little bit of agency in terms of that. But like, I think because, again, because the film is carrying like such a heavy load in terms of introducing the mm-hmm. Flash and Cyborg and everyone else, and because Wonder Woman's already had her own film, I think there's a certain amount of like she's in the background because yeah. like the, the film thinks, well, we she's had a two-hour movie, like we really need to have more of these characters so people will want to see their movies. They're mm-hmm. coming up for her movie anyway. You know what I mean?
1: Well, the the point I was making was that like at that point and from onwards then as well, I was actually I was seeing Wonder Woman as, you know, the leader. You know, like in Marvel, like a Captain America. You know, he's the leader of it. Oh, I saw Wonder Woman as the <laughs> the, the, the leader of the Justice League. No, stop. We're not getting into that. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. No, I see what I see what you mean, Ross, and uh, and I think that that is informed by the comic books to a certain extent. I think the mm-hmm. what's her actual name, Diana, Diana whatever. Prince. Diana Prince is kind of like a. She's a badass woman who's, you know, she takes charge and mm. she's not afraid to tell all these people what to do and to like. And she is also like, barring Superman, absolutely the strongest, most capable yes. of them all. Yeah. Even even fish. Rob Schneider is not. You know, he's not. He's <laughs> we not, haven't even talked about strong. him,
1: and I don't know. None time. of this
2: film takes place under the water. What use is this guy? I, he talks to fish. Um, did he flood? Just, just take a step. Did he flood the tunnel they were in? No, and then that. He stopped the flood. Oh right. <laughs> I, I thought. I, what, this felt what I I was is watching so clear it.
0: that you thought you thought he caused the flood for some reason. <laughs>
2: I thought he caused the flood like, because he was like, "Oh guys, guys, I'm here, I'm here." He causes like, the flood. And then, and oh the shit! Frame. These guys are gonna get. Fucking cr- They're gonna drown in those, Right, I better stop it then. I thought you paused the f- and then that happens. would
1: be hilarious what? if that's how it actually played out. Like he's like flooding, like so bumbling. Like, Fuck God, fucking damn it, Aquaman. Fuck off. You know, you know that, um, that, uh,
0: that Simps- is it a Simpsons joke about night boat. Because, <laughs> yeah. And there's always an inlet or a stream or a fjord. Or a fjord. Yeah. And like. That's Aquaman is a bit like Superman. You have to like write your way into having this film take place near the sea, so that Aquaman is somewhat useful. And in this, he's kind of just like punching people, and that's fine. But
1: so, just to move on, because I'm conscious, obviously we've gone on for a bit. So part five is essentially, you know, it's it's a plot by numbers, and that's not to say it's bad. It's just that things pan out the way you expect them to. So, the Justice League minus Superman, they go, they fight Steppenwolf, um.
0: They have a real well, that didn't work sort of moment, and they're like, yeah. "Well, we better go fight the bad guy."
1: Superman then shows up, and then they're all fighting the bad guy, and then it gets to a point then where the Flash has to run around in circles really fast so they can separate the other boxes. And essentially, as that's happening, you be, you get then like the first proper glimpse now of current day Darkseid as the portal opens, and just as that happens, they slice off Steppenwolf's head. The head lands in there. Darkseid steps on it. Everyone's looking really menacing and and broody and bad, and basically well, Ross, just,
0: to stop you just go back a little bit because I'm hoping you can explain <clears throat> what happened because I think I know but it's not clear in the movie. Go for so it. they storm the tower. Cyborg has got the boxes and he's doing a thing, uh, interfacing or whatever or docking yeah, or hacking. He's doing. Hacking, he's hacking through time. Um, he's, he's doing his thing, they're all fighting Steppenwolf to try and keep him away. Superman, by the way, like when Superman arrives, he just kicks the ever loving shit out of Steppenwolf, which I did yeah. like. Like, the like daddy's home, like, it, there's not even a question of Steppenwolf fighting. There was Superman. a
1: point as well where Superman was uh, beating the ever loving snot out of him, and I was like. It, and I was thinking it because even Batman, you see a scene where Batman's looking at him like concerned, and I was like, "Is this where we see like Superman sort of like snap? Do you know what I mean? Where you begin to see his like character degrade or something?" But that wasn't it. Sorry, Dave, continue.
0: No, but it's just like a nice scene of like, like <laughs> a bit like Superman is quite frequently has to be like, "Oh, I'm so mild mannered. I'm worried. I'm emotional because that's all he can do." Yeah. In this scene, you just get to see Superman come in and like, right, well, thank like, God. I'm yeah. God, and so I'm going to like put the hammer down. I, I would,
2: as a kind of like small thing, it does seem to me that none of throughout this whole movie, and especially this scene, none of these characters are trying to actually kill any other one, any of the other characters. They're all just trying to punch each other really hard. Is that Wonder Woman? And it's like kills it's, about twelve
0: people in this movie.
2: No, no, but 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 it, during especially during the, the physical fighting, the punches. Like Superman could have just ended this immediately, but we have to have at least fucking five minutes of. Of being punched the other side of the place, and then he picks him up again, and like just just feel bit...
0: very old fashioned, Sam. It's like rules of engagement, you know. He's got to like Can you... got I have to, to say, that, yeah, just enjoy line. it, Sam. He's got to send a he's got to send a <coughs> cup of tea to the other general. They've got to wink, you Especially know.
2: Especially because uh, well, there's a decorum we've discussed. You know, he, he destroys any any yeah. sense of tension in a movie. Yeah. Like so, we already know what's going to happen. I but think just get the moment, uh, get to the moment it I'm is, good about. That I wanted
0: to ask about Ross before you go was. So the Flash is running around and he gets shot. Yeah. At the point where um, Cyborg is going to separate the boxes and then they lose. Yes. And then I think, because the movie, like, I'm not, and I couldn't decide whether I like this or not. I think the Flash then goes back in time. and th- Exactly. Isn't. Exactly. But, like, I don't know whether I like the fact the movie doesn't, do you know what I mean? They don't say, Oh, the Flash, they changed time. Like,. Or whether I appreciate that they don't talk down to us, the audience, and but then at the same time it was a little confusing, like because um,
1: maybe I I have to say I I wasn't confused at all because like I think it's because it helps illustrates I don't mean that in a cocky way I think because it helps illustrate because you see maybe you're that, just cleverer than I am, Ross. You see the explosion <laughs> that you know the, the 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 explosion wave or whatever it's called coming for him. So then he runs towards it and basically the faster he gets, that begins to recede.
2: <laughs> like like in the end of Superman 1 where, where he flies around the earth he just flies around the earth, goes, around the, earth yeah. the wrong way and that's on how reverse time we'll
0: touch on that in our superman uh, 78 seven episode seven episode it is the same principle because, though, isn't it it is the same thing he's not, he's not
1: turning the world south no no, no
0: no no ross in that film superman does the same thing that flash does in this which is he f- moves just because he's flying around the Earth. He moves faster than the speed of light, thereby like physics, <laughs> time changing. Right? I mean, he doesn't turn the Earth
1: back. That would be silly. That's about, well. That's <laughs> what I thought they were showing because in Superman One again, we're getting off topic. But you actually see the Earth then rotate the other way, and I thought that's what they were saying that that Superman physically turned the Earth. <laughs>
2: Which I've always it's a considered little,
0: as being it's like, a, little wow. of a, a little bit of column A, yeah. little bit of column It's a bit like yeah. completing the the castle in like
2: twelve past that that, no, like... no, no. that. that bit, that bit in seventy eight Superman though, the bit of reverse. Mm. I, I've always thought. I mean, what, like, what would happen to the tides? You know, I just think the whole Earth just shifting and everything just going just sloshing around. I like, just lovely, <laughs>
0: like a marble just
2: with seas yeah. on it. Like, ooh. yeah, just everything, just, just the, the, the visual thing of like, you did all this to save one woman, you've destroyed the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> How did you even know that would work?
1: You're welcome, citizen. I'm off. Um,
2: but i suppose supposed to get
0: back to this this film. Um, the, the Flash does do this in like in the comic books and in other Flash media. Mm-hmm. If he runs fast enough, he can. It's called the Speed Force, and he can basically yes. time travel. Um, although yes. it's always dangerous as fuck, and it never goes well.
1: Well, at this point, it didn't go well. So yeah, he runs. He basically they do a lot
0: of shady shit in this <coughs> film that somehow pays off. Necromancy. It's fine, twice. <laughs> this time travel thing that we shouldn't because I mean, its to, dangerous. To, to, be stock, to be fair,
1: to be fits. fair, with cyborg, he wasn't dead, so it was basically they basically gave him bionics. Dude, he was a torso hanging on a wall. He was he alive. Was... Though. He was alive. <laughs> he was... Moving on. Ross is moving just trying to the give us hope. On moving this <laughs> <us laughs> <laughs> podcast like on. God damn you! Right. To,
0: yeah, Ross has got work in to, like twenty minutes. Six. We've been going all night. Jesus.
1: So. <laughs> The bad guy Steppenwolf is dead, you see dark side like, oh, there's more to it than this, but we've all saved the day, you know, that's that's problem from the day. Then you start to see... You know, the and posts. they kill Steppenwolf.
0: I don't mean to keep stopping us, but, like, that is a point to note that, like, Wonder Woman just slices his head off. And yes, it's a bit like, I did well, mention well, that we're, earlier. We're, we're killing bad guys now.
1: <laughs> that was a brilliant shot, though. Like, he hoists him through, and then slow motion slice, and the body and the head just land uh, through the portal.
0: You can see a very similar scene where Superman (coughs) and Wonder Woman are like, like, you know, they're like cutting vegetables for a roast dinner. throws the potatoes across and she slices! (laughs)
1: Um, So then we have some post, uh, sort of, you know, the the, the scenes then where you're showing everything's great, you know, Bruce Wayne is going to do up Wayne Manor and put in, like, the Hall of Justice... Um, Clark Kent basically going through the street and he's walking through. By the way, Superman had a black suit now, um, for some reason. Um, but but, uh, but uh, don't wear uh, white after Labor Day, or Well, imagery. Well, in the theatrical, he had the red and blue suit, so I don't know why. I... Metaphor. Yeah. Well, he well, walks <laughs>
0: past. He walks past the blue and red suit. Yes. And you see it in the background, and then he turns around. And he's
1: like. In, no, in, black
0: is my colour. Yeah,
1: black. I'm black and black baby. But I was just saying because in the in the theatrical release, he is wearing the the the, the traditional red, blue and yellow suit. Anyway, so everything's looking great, <clears throat> and then we have part six, and I'm so excited when I watch this. I'm really excited to talk about it. So part six is called something darker. So it opens on basically on this sort of arid wasteland, or what appears to be, and um, power demons are flying by. And next thing we see Batman with a trench coat and some goggles, and he's leading this ragtag uh band, which consists straight ahead because he can't turn his neck. <laughs> yeah, which consists of himself, Deathstroke, um Mira, who's uh Aquaman's uh sidekick, and the Flash. However, it's not the Flash that we've known from Justice League. And then they're talking about how they're going to kill Superman, you know, they're going to kill him for what he's done, etc. And then we hear uh, that iconic laugh of the Joker and there's Jared Leto. And then <clears throat> Batman and Joker have this sort of exchange where basically Batman's telling him he's going to kill Joker. Um, Sam, you're shaking your head. I, I don't know why I really enjoyed this, but the thing that got me and... I was like oh what what is going on here but the thing then that put it all together for me was when the Joker said I wonder how many uh, uh, sorry I wonder in how many alternate universes did you fuck things up this bad and I was like this is an alternate timeline because do, do you remember back when I said we're going to put a pin in it do you remember that scene in, in space, Superman's spaceship where the Flash had to run really really fast and that point where it touched the the necromancy goo before he managed to reach it <laughs> That's what happened. This timeline split off from there. So basically, Superman's a bad guy. He's on Darkseid's team. Lois Lane's dead somehow. Superman blames Batman. And this harkens back to it because when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, because Sam, you won't have seen it, so apologies. This is going to go over your head. But Dave, in Batman vs. Superman, there was a point where, again, Ben Affleck had a dream that he'd been captured by, you know, Superman's forces. And Basically, he was walking through, people were saluting Superman, and then basically, like, burned a hole in uh, Batman's torso with his laser vision. So that's, you know, from
0: ba- that's from Batman vs. Superman because I was confused. Yes, that's what like, I'm talking about. That's I what I'm talking com- about. I conflate Batman vs. Superman with a theatrical cut for Justice League, so I remembered right. like a yes. futuristic Mad Max scene. So but yes. I couldn't remember if it was this one. It,
1: it, yes, but that scene ends with again Ben Affleck being woken up, and then you see. Someone just appears. He sees a vision of like someone shouting at him, Bruce. You can't make out what he's saying. He looks like you know he's in red, and that's where you see. Then it's the Flash from that timeline. So basically, it ties together quite well. So basically, from what I've been able to surmise, there's an alternate timeline where basically the Flash didn't get there in time, or Batman fucked things up, and Superman is the big bad. And I think, well, what what I think what would have happened is. Had things gone as planned, you know, if the Snyder's cut had been, you know, revealed and the studio's kept did want to keep going with the DC universe, these two timelines would have converged somehow, or like, they would have come together and basically then similar to uh, David, uh, have you guys either of you guys played uh, Injustice, PlayStation game, fighting game, essentially no. similar mm-hmm. premise where, uh, basically both the joke,
0: shaking our heads on a podcast.
1: Essentially, uh, the yeah, the Joker killed in this in, in the video game. The Joker kills Lois Lane, and that sends Superman over the edge. So then, basically, progressively, Superman becomes more and more authoritarian. Author- te- he becomes a dictator. Authoritarian. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and basically, Batman sort of veers away from him. And Then basically, Batman's branded an outlaw. Superman is ruling the world, you know, with an iron fist. And basically, how else? Yeah, and basically, then so what they do is the remaining Justice League members who are alive that oppose Superman. They basically create this this machine to go to alternate realities to bring in help. You know, from another Superman from another world. It's so cool. It's convoluted, but it's so awesome. Ross, and-
0: you are a madman with a dream of a milk proof robot. <laughs> um, I I appreciate what you're saying, but like, this is a lot at the very end. It's of a the lot. Movie, it's, yep, and it's yep. like it's all very high concept. And it's great for comic books, but like. <laughs> Sam must be shaking his head. For I don't know him.
1: if he's shaking his head. What the hell
2: what the what the hell <laughs> it's amazing. at the end it's of this a- movie? <laughs> right? Because <clears throat> I've listened to everything you say, Ross. I still really none the wiser. I-, I just I just think like what 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 are you trying to do? What are you trying to do, Zach? Like what is the what is the purpose of this? Because uh, I think he, I think he, Snyder has said and agreed with Warner Brothers that this is not canon. Like this, this Snyder cut is not canon, oh. right? So we've and we've already had movies in between this. We've already had Wonder Woman, Aquaman, etc., right? Which, which, as we've already mentioned, those directors basically were working with Snyder to keep it. Canon to the Snyder cut, which wasn't released yet, and now it's released. But Warner Brothers are saying we're not going to use this as canon. I think we've got think loads Warner of actors who backpedal on that, definitely. definitely. Well, maybe, but we've got loads of actors who have just said, I'm done with this. Cavill's done, yeah, he's not coming back. Uh, uh Bruce Wayne, uh, uh, Affleck's done. I think the guy who plays Cyborg was actually really pissed. With with how his character was treated in the theatrical, I would be, and has said, I mean he, must I'm not have got paid back. a
0: Decent amount per scene because he's only in about four in the theatrical.
2: Whatever. So you know, so it's like all this is great. It's confu- anyway, it's confusing as bollocks. It's confusing as bollocks. The cinematography is fucking batshit. Like the, and there's a there's one bit where he's just blurred. Jared Leto is just literally blurred, and it just goes on, and you can't see anything. It's like vaseline on the lens, and, so there's all this weirdness. And 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 fundamentally, it's not going to go anywhere. That's, because, that's the nine thing for me because we've already got a different uh, uh, ba- a Joker. You know, we've Indeed. already got what's this? Phoenix as 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 the the other Joker movie. Yes, they could go in some fucking insane multiverse thing. I don't think that audiences are going to be able to keep up with that. It's bad enough trying to keep up with a massive <laughs> MCU one. Never mind this confusing yeah. mess of a D. De- so I I think this is. I think this is again. I'm not sure what the purpose is. It doesn't make an interesting scene for me because it's just so laden with references and you know little nods and hints and all it's this a stuff.
0: Lot, and it's not only the and it doesn't
2: serve a- overall purpose of connecting to the next set of movies because that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well,
0: the actual like stinger because this is rather than this is not a stinger even is it a stinger? It's not post credits. No, but the the actual thing in the theatrical is the Lex Luthor scene. Where he basically like employs Deathstroke to go and kill Batman, to go and kill Batman, and that's that's the one that we got in the theatrical. And in this one, we get obviously we get the Mad Max future. Um, we, get... we get that
1: we get that as well in this, Dave. It's just important to note that that scene with Deathstroke it was a post credit scene in the theatrical.
0: Yeah, that, that's what, what I'm this... saying. Is that yeah. that's what they put in the theatrical? As in, like, did we're having more of this Lex Luther character, which the Legion whole... of Doom come
2: before. Did that come before or after the the joke a bit before. in this movie? Before, before
0: right. The last bit is obviously right. the uh, Martian Manhunter again being like, "Bro, I'm on board. You got a job for me or what?" To Bruce yeah,
1: that was very much a "You son of a bitch, I'm in" sort of thing.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know who you are,
2: and he's like, "Good." <laughs> he yeah. goes away. Well, neither did I. No, uh, I'm the I'm the Martian. Uh, what the fuck does that, me? Who are you? Yeah. I know he's in it yeah. earlier when yeah. he pretends what to be. A name like,
0: to introduce yourself? By the way. Not like oh, I'm the Martian. Oh.
2: Here's
1: here's the thing though, because I think he's actually in you know Man of Steel because he plays that general. But the thing is, it's the way he introduces himself because he's like, "Oh, what's your name?" He's like, um, "Some call me the Martian Manhunter." Who? <laughs> Who calls you that? <laughs> because this is the first time we've ever seen you, my friends.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: it's... but it, but it, ultimately, all of this all of this comes at the end of a very long and confusing movie, and. And I, I don't know if I was just tired, you know, after watching this for four hours, but also, it I, I, like just just give me, like, tell me what you're trying to do, right, or show me what you're trying to do, and that and and <clears throat> all of this, all of this exposition is just telling you, it. there's nothing <laughs> in here that is that is like that is like demonstrating through what's happening on the screen. The Joker's just talking at Batman. That's it. You know, that's that's it. And and even even the stuff um, with Lex Luthor, who is referenced earlier in this film as Escape somehow. Again, it's all setting up things that were supposed to happen in the next set of movies, didn't because that was four years ago, and and we've had loads of you know middling crap in the middle that that that, that might that might have been good or not, but who can tell. <laughs> So so it's just, again, it's like Zack Snyder knows all this. He knows that there's not going to be movies yeah. after this, presumably, because he's had an agreement with Warner Brothers. He knows that there's been stuff that's come before the Snyder Cut, released in 2021. So why is this in the movie? Why is this in the movie? And why is this the last thing you see? Because for me, I was, just, I was straight back to that beginning bit where I was like, what I I don't know what's going on. I've connected with these people, these human beings, these characters that we've actually now come to like. I liked Victor. I liked Flash. Superman's cool, you know. Wonder Woman, Batman. All this is great. Aquaman. Who <laughs>
0: Rob Schneider.
2: Rob. But but so we've connected with these people. I understand them. I care about them. And then we just get strapped, pulled straight back out. I think to a character who is not even in the rest of the movie. Yeah.
1: I th- I think that's because you know. For the people like myself, you know, the nerds that, as you say, Sam, you know, who've watched Batman vs Superman because there were some interesting scenes in that, and you're like, what the hell comes of that? And then you, and then if you follow my sort of my timeline here, then you get the theatrical release, you're like, well, that was a hot, the hot shit, essentially. And then you get this cut, and you're like, oh, it's it's sort of comforting to know, yeah, that yeah, nothing's probably going to come of this, but it's a bit of a comfort to know that there was a plan to connect those dots had things gone differently and that's a sort of comfort in itself to know to even imagine what would have been you know had that that storyline been realized
0: well like i said earlier uh, the comparison with marvel is important because like while warner brothers does have like loads of money and obviously like can afford to lose money on these movies they don't want to they're they're running a business they're not disney and marvel who like marvel disney (coughs) can afford to have like Ten years of disappointing box office returns on a series of movies because they know they'll make it back. They'll fix it. They'll turn it around, They can plot out fifteen movies with the mm. knowledge that they've got these pe- these actors locked down. That they have an image. They have a general like roadmap for all of these movies and where these characters are going to go. That like DC obviously like because they're not as big as monolithic as Marvel and Disney. Like they just they they can't commit or won't commit to that and that I think is the biggest problem with the Justice League like era of films.
2: But they have made loads of money. Marvel has been successful because they've created they've they've created movies that stand alone and unable to achieve what they need to achieve. Yeah. You know, and tell the stories they need to tell. But
1: but if you look at movies like sorry sound to interrupt you, but if you look at movies like oh. Thor, I think that did okay. Captain America, again shit film in my opinion, but it did okay. And they're okay.
2: Every single one of their movies made money.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, they're okay with it being rated okay, you know, because it's going to make money. And maybe you know that's the worry because obviously it needs to make money. But the, the subsequent movies then, I mean, mine Thor: Dark World, that got slated. Doesn't matter. They made money. Um, but because, like I said, if they had that plotted out, and even though I, you know, I knew Dark World was going to be shit, I still went to see it just so I could to, to see if there's any. Is there anything I need yeah. to know about before I go into the, the next Avengers movie? You know, that sort of way?
0: Whereas DC, like you said, I think it just. Didn't, <clears throat> Justice League should have been baked. It was very under underbaked um, in terms of, like, especially in comparison with Marvel. Like, if we'd had yeah. some of this character development outside of it, you know, if you rely on your audience to understand who the Flash is, like, you know, again, like Cyborg, I'm not familiar with massively, so maybe you need to introduce him, but. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of need to have a little bit of faith. I will say, uh, I'm so glad that the Joss Whedon like funny bits are out of this movie. There's one I haven't talked about. Uh, So obviously, like, um, what's his face, Steppenwolf? Um, He his base is in an old nuclear power plant, like a Chernobyl type place. Mm. There's a in this in the in the Joss Whedon theatrical cut. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ross. There's a family living in like a shack.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. Just
0: next door to it. And they're constantly <clears> played <throat> for laughs that this yeah. family is like. Oh, they're right next to the bad guy's face and they're in the final battle.
1: What well, there's this. And uh, like, uh,
0: someone has to save them. I think Superman has to save them. Well, this
1: he? is the thing because, they, again, this is where they have Flash out doing cleanup. Do you know what I mean? In this final scene. Instead of fighting these guys, they have Flash out doing a final cleanup. Is that cleanup. when
0: Superman races them?
1: Yes, exactly. So basically, Flash is there basically pushing this family on a truck and then Superman is basically. Flying a fucking building on top of them, like waves at them, and then they go on. And you're like, oh my god! I mean, and it's and, and so and the bad. worst, the worst bit was there was a another post credit scene in a theatrical release. Samuel of this, where basically the Flash and Superman were going to have a foot race. Basically, a nod to like in the comic books, like you just, you know, like the '50s comics books where the Flash and Superman race around the world. You know, and you have that like six shooter gun go, and you're like. Really, guys, this this is what you think people want. It's like and and everything is so feels so. Again, this is a theatrical release, but everything feels so forced. Like, oh, everything is so happy and cheery. Oh, there's bad guys, but look how happy we are. <laughs> it's and just... it's because,
0: like, again, Joss Whedon took this like incredibly much darker v- vision of a superhero movie, much grittier. Like it's even shot darker, and then tried to like put Marvel jokes in it.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It uh, I think it comes back to that point we started with which is that you know, it, unless you unless you are Marvel, unless you are going to invest in this for 10 years because let's <coughs> let's not forget the MCU started with the Incredible Hulk, which I think I was just looking there is the only mar is the only um, MCU movie that didn't really make its its returns. but the thing is, I don't even so, think
0: I've seen that version of the Incredible Hulk. It's shit.
2: Don't worry about it. There was there was a couple. I've only there seen was the Hulk. Ang Lee I think one. wasn't there and then. it's fine, you know. They're not they're not great, but whatever. <laughs> not good but, but either. They, terrible. They, yeah, but they, they but they invested it. In, they invested in an idea. They invested in a long term commitment to a property, and then throughout the ups and downs of that, there was continuity there was there was a thread that went through it this movie is a is a is a director's cut and you can say what you like about director's cut as a general point you know uh, the 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 the, the special editions of uh, lord of the rings are not as good movies you know like the second one is a is a total trash fire of ends and boring bits, and just like there's there's, there's all these things you can pad into a movie to make it longer, but doesn't improve it.
0: There are examples I'm of not both,
2: sure. though, aren't there, Sam? You've got examples of
0: bad, like, yes, I can see why they cut that, yes, they should have cut that, and like that's what the Lord of the Rings ones are like largely. It's like, I'm really glad that they cut all of that out of the movie. However, there are also examples of, like, you know, a film being improved. I think, um, You know, Blade Runner is a bit of a contentious one. The original Blade Blade Runner, Runner, like, there's been several director's cuts of that, and like, there's a bit of contention on which one's the best one. Um, I saw a director's cut of Apocalypse Now, um, in the cinema a year or two ago, um, which, like, again, like, improved a really really good movie even more, but also was like three and a half hours long. I should be clear.
2: So, so that and that's a really good example of. Like director's cuts there to, to add more in because fans enjoy it, Lord of the Rings, or director's cuts that are there to, like tinker and improve and just tighten up, and that's maybe where Apocalypse Now, and Blade Runner come in. And what I want, what I'm not sure about is where this sits, obviously, because I haven't seen it. But I I do think that you've you've also, it's also kind of you get disarmed because everything that you can complain about in this film is because it's a director's cut and because it's long and because it's there to reference stuff but that would be okay if it lived in this wider narrative and that's the problem is that all of this stuff is just kind of a bit impotent and it's not going <coughs> anywhere and I think that's a fundamental problem with with maybe where we're going to go next you know what happens after this and we're never going to really understand that unless one of Brothers did we watch a four hour
0: movie that they're never ever going to follow up on <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's just a shame as well because it, like I really enjoyed this movie, but I I can see from Sam's point of view as well that it doesn't have that mass appeal, and it's such a shame because if you look at Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and even you know especially the theatrical release of Justice League, there are so many things that Warner Brothers d- uh, do as well and if not better than Marvel, with the exception of I will say you I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but if you haven't, I would really recommend it Shazam. That does a good mix of DC Universe and there's nice levity in there as well. Anyway, but there are so many properties that Warner Brothers absolutely hit out of the park. So you look at first of all video games, the Batman Arkham series. Warner Brothers nail it. Marvel, um, you know sometimes Name you a get good Ma- Marvel video yeah. game. Yeah, well, well, oh, some wait. well you get Marvel versus Capcom at best. Spider Man. Ah, that's Sony, not not Marvel. Oh. That's so and Ooh, I'm not nitpicking, I'm not nitpicking there, but that's that, it's an important distinction. Huge, huge distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so obviously, and the most recent one. Look at Marvel's Avengers, and that has been fucking slated. Um, so then, then so video games. That's for that's one. Then you look at uh, animated series. Like, who? Which of you guys remember? You know, Batman the animated series. Fucking mm, masterpiece, yep. and even these days now you have like there's a cartoon series of Teen Titans, and it is incredible. Like I'll watch it. It's ent- it's interesting it's for it's like adults. As really, well. really good, isn't it? It's amazing. Um, and I the- think
0: like before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ross, like DC had all the cards. Yep. Like Marvel yep. was a bit shitty. Like Iron Man was a shit superhero.
1: Well, it was like, Iron Who. Do you know what I mean?
0: Exactly. Where you wanted Batman. Batman was the money superhero, and you mm. wanted Superman, and like.
1: But then and DC so, took that and did nothing with it. Yep. So you look. So you got the video games. You got animated series. Then you look at the animated movies. Now Marvel style is a lot. It's sort of like you know a bit manga, like you know Japanese art style. You know some of it's cool, but it doesn't hit home like the DC animated uh, movies do. So you have Batman. You know the Killing Joke and um, the Dark Knight Returns. And um, you know Justice League, Justice League Dark, and Flash Justice League. Flashpoint Paradox is one of the best ones we have. Like, Thomas Wayne is Batman. And Fla- uh, Justice League Dark has one of the funniest moments with Batman. And it's not Batman telling joke. And just to set this up for you guys, there's this is a bit where there's this sort of clairvoyant. And she's sort of like, you know, reading Batman's aura. She goes, oh, you have a great darkness. And, and you have a, a an incredible burden on your shoulders. Like, oh, how do you carry such, you know, this weight? And he's just looking and he goes, I've got a butler. And it's just Deadpan. And it's it's so funny and Rich clever. Rich people jokes. But but yeah, it's not but I'm going. Oh, I've got a butler. It's he's looking her dead in the eye, not giving a shit about her. And then finally, then you look at movies, and this is where Marvel trumped them. They were able. They were plotted it out what they wanted to achieve, and Warner Brothers just cannot get off the starting blocks with it.
2: And the problem is that's where the money is. You know, that's where your mm-hmm. billion dollar per movie. Revenue return comes from oh, and is, you can, is this
0: and, that. and you can do some mob accounting on those movie books and really make some beautiful. money and not pay the people you've agreed to pay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful and, thing. and the fact
2: that this movie exists. I mean, they they made sixty million, approximately sixty million loss on twenty seventeen. Uh, the theatrical release. This cost seventy million. Yeah, seventy million. You know, which which they've just given to Snyder f- for some reason. And are they going to make seventy million back on this? Probably. Because, I, you know in terms of I think
1: long term you could probably maybe uh, say oh my god this you know you'll have like hardcore fans going this is what we wanted continue with this and like Dave mentioned earlier I think Warner Brothers will roll back on whether the, the snyder cut is indeed Canon
2: but it's too complicated it's, it, 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 all of it's too complicated you know like the whole how, how do you, how I'm do you saying, all of these I'm not
1: saying there aren't things to address because th- the thing yeah. is all the issues with this movie, a lot of those issues could have been solved if we have individual hero movies. You know what I mean? We can we can have their the over them overcoming their personal sort of objectives and issues, all while hinting at this greater bad guy, this overall and arching. I think, I
0: think that allowing Snyder to make this cut, which has been heavily demanded by fans of DC, mm-hmm. I think this is kind of like Warner Brothers tipping their hat and saying, like, we hear you please don't abandon us. Like, obviously... It's a admission of failure. It is, yep. and obviously with COVID going on, I think that, we haven't mentioned it, but the COVID epidemic, I think, plays a big part in why this has been allowed. Because I think if, if, Warner Brothers, if the cinemas were open, like, they maybe would have, like, right, well, let's get a film out and let's, like, that's how you can keep interest is by releasing a movie. You can't do that because all the cinemas are closed. You can't shoot a film because you're not allowed. So, like... By doing this, that's a way of them, like, releasing it, you know, that material, like, drumming up that interest. And I think it's worked. I think, like, I you know, that definitely like, the, <clears throat> the media sort of, like, um, hit back on this has been largely positive and mostly disparaging about the 2017 version. But, like, that's what one of us wanted from this. Well, That's why they gave Snyder the money, not necessarily to recoup it, but to, like, c- you know, continue the interest in the property going forward in I think, theatrical yeah. setting. And I think it's probably the best thing that the DC Universe has done. Like, Agreed. And Agreed. we'll see in the future, and I'll sound stupid as fuck. But <coughs> again, if anyone ever listens to two hours and 11 minutes of this. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I really think that we this could be what relaunches, like a changed DCU, I should say. Like recast and everything like that, but yeah. you know, I I'd probably watch another DC movie that isn't about Rob Schneider or Aquaman or whatever.
1: I w- I mean, like I, two points there, Dave. You know, about you know, first of all, watch another movie. Again, I've mentioned it earlier. I'd really recommend watching Shazam. Um, it is in it. It it's very much. It, it it it's very much you know you it, it, more of a Marvel styled movie, but it's a damn good movie, and it is part of the DCEU so much so that there's a post credit scene. Sam's ear pricked up. I know how much he loves a post credit scene, where there's a post credit scene where because you know Shazam is played by a, you know he's a twelve year old boy and then he sh- says. I'm
0: just words. amazed. You watched the post credit scene, Ross.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Um, was there a post credit <clears> scene for this movie? Uh, God, for the Snyder know? Cut, no. No, good, good. Um, so, but the post-credit scenes basically,
1: where he's in school, Shazam is there, and then basically he's eating, you know, he's eating the cafeteria food at the school, and next thing, Superman walks in, but you don't see his face. So obviously it's not Henry Cavill, but it's someone else, but it's Superman. Um, and then the second point you said, Dave, about this possibly rekindling the interest in the DCEU, and I think, uh, I I would agree with you, and I think that this is albeit an expensive but it could be a very effective sort of marketing exercise to rekindle an interest. Marketing
0: and, and, is the word. I was engage, the engage it, yeah. Yep. In a time I where like you these, aren't doing anything else,
2: you know? Uh-huh. I like these lofty dreams that you guys have about, <laughs> about Warner Brothers being able to tie its own shoes <laughs> without falling over. this is what like, I mean. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see this it. This is what I mean. All, all these actors are gone. All of them are sick of it. You know, you haven't kept and, and just think how much money they had to pay um Robert Downey Jr. to to carry on being Iron Man for twelve hours a week as they just shot his face inside a suit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I just think this is this is all over and any dream of this I just I don't see how they could possibly save it. But but that's possibly a discussion that we can have in a maybe a, a dedicated DCU well Certainly,
0: when this Batman film with James Patterson finally <laughs> gets made, uh, maybe we can revisit the DCU then. Because I am not fucking watching the Aquaman film. I want to make that yes. clear.
1: I have worries like, about this movie. Yes.
0: Hard pass on Aquaman. We're never doing that. That's oh no, I
1: I would agree. I, I I I I couldn't sit through it. I stopped about because <laughs> I I choose life. I choose life. And, and Sam you chose
0: I, wisely.
1: Wisely, yeah. Sam knows how much of a you know, like a, a nerd I am for this sort of stuff, and the fact that I'm like, you know what, I've got better things to do with my time.
2: <laughs> and that listener is saying that something is exactly that really is exactly yeah. yeah. Well, you know what, guys, I'm I st- when we first when we started this podcast nearly four hours ago. I think we were maybe <laughs> I coming you meant up last to the, year when the we lem- started
0: doing it full stop. But you are right, yeah. Le-
2: no, <laughs> was deep. This specific podcast. I was slightly worried as a bit. I was like, oh my God, like how are we going to... But I think this has been an interesting conversation. It's been certainly useful for me in terms of like brushing up on, on the DCU stuff and trying to catch up a little bit, you know, because I've, I've not been engaged in the MCU and then, then you've got like a whole <laughs> other universe and a whole several hundred hours of, of content to keep up with. Um, I think it's, it's helpful to have a little bit of background on that. Mm. But... And you've maybe changed my view a little bit on this movie, in that I, you know, I, I think I was just a little bit baffled by the whole thing. Whereas, like, ground grinding it, uh, grounding it, grounding it in, 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 like, there is a, a coherent story here somewhere. through our discussion has helped, mm-hmm. but I do think that it's it's like it's one of those films. I think you'd be hard to recommend to, it to someone who's not. You know, doesn't have a podcast or doesn't have (laughs) an interest in like the DC. It's something
0: that we'll look back on as like I will probably never ever watch this movie again. Although there are bits I like, as I said, I probably will, but you probably will because you're a fucking lunatic. And Um, you won't watch
2: Aquaman, but you spend eight hours watching this movie twice. I would watch this
1: movie two more times in succession.
0: I tell you what, I would watch though. I would watch. I would watch the second cut of this movie without Aquaman in it, and see how it doesn't yeah. change at
2: all. You you probably shave about eleven minutes off. To be honest, he's not really got much. What to do an eleven way, minutes these, so.
0: to not have though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. And if you and if you if you listener have have watched four hours of this movie and then listen and to the then two sat hours down of our podcast on two, this two movie. hours two two pl- then you deserve a special uh, commendation, and um, we were willing to. proof points! Contact us, imaginarypod at gmail.com, if you've got to the end of this podcast. If you have, we will send you a prize of some kind. Uh, it might not be worth very much money, but you'll be able to share it. Mail, mail, Lally, to British
1: Isles it. and Northern <laughs> Ireland. No cash
2: value. <laughs> no cash value. <laughs> <laughs> Right with that let's um, let's go and sit down it's quarter to 11 on a sunday night and i think i'm done talking about this movie now